have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll discuss, dissect, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with... Doug. Matt. Josh. And together we are the Horrify Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. It's been months. Mm. I blame Matt. Of course you do. COVID um, slightly, mostly Matt. It's good to see everybody. You too. Thanks. I blame you. Christ for having a birthday. <laughs> That's part of the problem. It's definitely not Josh's fault. That's true. It's been that long, huh? Wow. Months. But we're back. I guess it's still season two, because we can make the seasons whatever we, we want. do whatever the hell we Damn want. Damn it. It's our podcast. There are no rules. We're doing a movie today called Midsummer from 2019, directed by our good friend, Ari Aster, a.k.a. Yeah. Ari, I drink my own Kool-Aid Aster. <laughs> My problem with this film actually is, is perfectly juxtaposed by the guest we have today. Our guest is Aaron, as I like to call A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. A little bit about his background. He was born in Princeton, New Jersey. He did a worldwide traveling lecture tour with his father, um, then moved to southern Utah for a few years while he was an Eagle Scout. Then he moved back to Princeton, decided to enroll in the University of Chicago for his undergrad in archaeology. <laughs> then, Jesus. then for his uh, studies in linguistics, in, excuse me, linguistics, he goes to Sorbonne in Paris. This sounds made up. Aaron, is that right? Most of it. Yeah. 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 You didn't mention that his favorite movie is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh wait, no, that's yeah. that's Indiana Jones's bio. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Indiana Jones. I get, I get confused. Shit. Doctor yeah. Jones. <laughs> Aaron, tell us about yourself and why you're on the podcast today. Uh, well. Uh, I am uh, an archaeologist by training, um, so you got some of it. Um, I went to school to study anthropology, and archaeology is a subdiscipline of anthropology. It's kind of like a little specialization. And uh, Doug invited me on to talk a little bit about some of the cultural stuff that we we saw in, in uh, Midsummer, and uh, I'm happy to provide what little i know and uh, <laughs> shit <yeah>. what little <laughs> yeah you I promised a lot I don't of know shit man I'm a, I'm a grad school dropout i don't know anything you know the movie's not great when we have to have a fucking archaeologist on to go through all the bullshit <laughs> damn it ari oster and your oh, details on. what he's forcing new friendships you you know you've always wanted indiana jones on this podcast i did i just wanted to say sorbonne is, is really what i wanted to do the sorbonne and paris <laughs> all french bread so yeah, so thank you for being on the podcast. Um, we will need your help because this movie's full of shit that I don't care about that I would like some, you know, some clarification on. Okay, well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Whose pick was this? Mine. Thanks, okay. Doug. I love this movie. Of course you, you do. Go to right. hell. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> it's like Ari was more interested in his, his interests and hobbies than he was about making a good movie. And you would think his interests and hobbies would include filmmaking, but mm. apparently not. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, drinking is all Kool-Aid. Anyways, we'll get into that. This movie, the music was done by Bobby Krillick. Or Krillick. How do you say his name? Josh. 
Skrillex? Or... I don't know. He's missing some vowels. He is. Is it Skrillex? <laughs> Bobby Skrillex? Miss- he is missing vowels. That's a good observation. <laughs> yeah. I, think it, I, I assume it's Krillic. But, uh, yeah, uh, it it looks like he's um, just kind of a, a composer that's worked with a few artists that we know. Bjork. Oh, I love Bjork. Bjork. Mm-hmm. Bjorky Bjork. 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 Are we going through our favorite albums of Bjork? Oh, Ooh. let's do it. How about that? favorite songs? Ooh. By Bjork? By Bjork. Army of Me. Oh, nice. Hey, did you get Fun. the album that's all the other artists remixing that mm, song? No. Oh, shit. Check it out. That song is fucking great. I like Hunter. It's really good. That's a good Matt, one. favorite Bjork song. Doesn't She has a birthday song or something like that. It's that one. Birthday song? Uh, with the sugar cubes. That's the sugar yeah. Cube. We'll, we'll yeah, count yes, it. Yes. We'll count it. Matt! Yeah, Matt, dude. Good. Ding, ding, ding. Good. Deep cut. That's a... <laughs> nice. Josh, did you have one, did you say? Yeah, Hyper Ballad. Oh, yeah, that's oh. solid. Aaron, what do you know about Bjork? Not much. I've just... I'm, I'm 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 shameful. I don't know anything. Don't don't I mean, be shameful. There's the also oh quiet song. That's about all yeah. all the only oh, one okay. I know. Good oh, one. there was that one. So, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Iceland but, is a weird, dark place. It is. Yeah. Weird food. There's a penis museum in Iceland, by the way. Is it really? All the dick drawings you're doing over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, are you the curator of that museum? <laughs> I should be. You should be. I was reading about it. There's actually a guy there who volunteered his own penis <laughs> after he died. To oh. be put on display must so. have been a magnificent penis. I don't know. Do you have to I put honestly. that on your driver's license? Say you're a penis. <laughs> you're or organ donor. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I know that guy. I call him Dad. <laughs> so do you go and visit Dad. Uh, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Musically, <laughs> sorry, um, lost. How'd you guys feel about this? I like the music. I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. Um. You know, the music was fine. The 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 sounds in this film are very typical of the movie Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of uncomfortable, low-frequency sounds. And, and I like it. Um, unfortunately, it, it didn't really fit. the. There's no really climax for me in this movie in a traditional horror way, right? There's obviously three acts and a climax. but So I kind of felt the sounds overstayed their welcome, and I never got a payout. Mm. When I hear a low-hertz sound, I want, I want it to, you know, I wanted to change rapidly when something freaky happens, scares the shit out of you, right? I, I never got that in this movie. Um, again, well done. I just, you know, it didn't go anywhere for me. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but the sound design, I think, is, is good still. The beginning with that, the phone ringing yeah. that just oh, interrupts. That's, and that's cuts great, it out. right? It's a really yeah. good jump scare. But like, it doesn't really happen sound. again. No, there's a, yeah, I, I can't think of another part where it does that, but. I was going to say, what was interesting to me about the music was that, um, like you said, Ken, there's never there's never any kind of cue that something's going to happen, right? And so for me, when when some of the bad stuff started to happen, you're not you're not given a clue, and so it's that much it was that much more shocking for me. Oh, interesting to see that because I'm like, oh shit, they're doing specifics here, and we're not right. doing specifics just yet. But but um, it was a surprise for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot so of faces being smashed in. <laughs> so at the beginning of this movie, you have the opening shot of the homes which is a shot filmed here in utah do you think he took that shot while he was filming hereditary Ooh, and then be. recycled it for this probably movie? you know it's it's funny you said i'm like that looks like utah and i'm like no i'm a dummy it was I are you serious it up. yeah <laughs> oh, cool. and it was a shot taken here in utah oh interesting i mean none of the rest of the movies filmed here just that shot of the yeah. parents home probably was b footage yeah 
So this movie starring, uh, how do you say Mrs. Florence's last name, guys? Pew. Pew, pew, pew. pew. pew, pew, pew. Florence Pugh, who um, I wasn't overly impressed with the performance. I don't think it has anything to do with her ability as an actress. I thought it had everything to do with not knowing the material. Because I feel like this movie's a lot to digest when you're an actor trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. See, I entirely disagree with you. I think she's brilliant in this movie. And she and just absorbed this material like an, well, like she, an archaeologist. I, I think her emotions and the way she conveys emotions through her face is one of the best portrayals of that that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So did and you like this character? You, I did. I liked oh, I hated her. I'm like, God. I, I liked hope her because I... I could sympathize with her in certain ways. I think her emotions that she conveys through her face takes us on an entire journey throughout throughout the movie. So you and just I love it. You just like her face. You like her dialogue delivery? It didn't bother yeah. me. Yeah. But I, I love it all. Like I think she yeah. She I think portrays, she nails it. Yeah. You I, feel the the loneliness and just the trauma. Yeah. See I didn't I did not well. think she did a good job until she had the flower dress on. And then when she's <laughs> running around, then I felt the confusion and really was on board with the character. But through the beginning of the film I didn't like any of these people. Well, most of them you're not supposed to like. Yeah, <laughs> but I, that, that that it's kind of a trap, right? You you want to like the characters in a film because then you you're emotionally invested in what happens to them. I could give a fuck how all these people died, and ultimately I didn't. I didn't care, right? Here's my question. Initially, did you like Pele, like in the opening scenes no. in America? No, no. He's a creepy douche. He's the first. He's the foreign asshole guy, like a stereotypical <laughs> foreign asshole. Well, guy. those are some other deeper issues but no i'm my in my rewatch i'm like he's the first one that looks danny in the eye and asks her questions and seems so genuinely uh, you didn't think he's being creepy i have a whole no, theory I thought he was very nice oh, I and i have a whole theory about pele that we will go into later <laughs> that plays into what you are talking about i, I think i have the same theory okay but yeah. okay i thought that he was disingenuine and i thought his betrayal was of the typical foreign exchange guy and i didn't trust him i didn't like him I'm also an extremely cynical person who so doesn't you, like anyone. So so what you're saying is you would never invite a foreign exchange student to live with you. Not that one. <laughs> not, no, one not one from Sweden? No, I'm saying he's a stereotype of, of what people act like they are. I didn't like that. That's what I'm saying. So no European foreign exchange students, only Asian. <laughs> would you trust an Asian I would prefer foreign exchange student more than a European I would one? trust the uh, South American foreign exchange student more. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Aaron here... He Christian. Li- he lived in South America for a little oh, while. Great. Yeah. yeah. Brazil. He Where? probably. Brazil? He probably would agree with that. <laughs> so Christian, played by Jack Reiner. Um, who does he look like, guys? Christian. He Chris looks like uh, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. He yeah. is a Star Lord. Slightly chubby Chris Pratt. This is a character I didn't like, and I thought his performance also was not steady. He had some moments where I I thought he was great. But generally, I didn't think his performance was on par with this director. He looks like Star-Lord with some mental issues. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he was willing to go full frontal. Star-Lord so had I, yeah. 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 I give him props. props. I give him props. Yeah, he showed his dick. He was all in, but again, I don't know that he it was... He really was all in. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. hey I, I, You know, I thought his performance, again, wasn't because he's a bad actor. I think it was difficult to deal with the material. Honestly, to have to sit around and pretend to be in an awkward situation is probably not easy to do. Dude, he was high two-thirds of that movie. He was. Yeah. He was, actually. Yeah. And he 
he portrayed the feeling of being high very well. And I think Florence Pugh as Danny did that as well. I think so. Yeah. The paranoia and just yeah. like the overthinking. And I think the way that Ari Aster shot those scenes while they were high. Which it was, we will also the, get the into. visuals were wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we have Mark played by uh, an actor that I don't particularly care for. He looks like a cartoon. Will bully. Poulter. Yeah. <laughs> he's from uh, We're the Millers. He's in uh, like a Chronicles of the Narnia. He looks like uh, what's his name from Mask, but without oh, Elephantitis. My Garrick Stoltz. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks oh my like God. Mask. He, he he always looks like he's scared or confused. Yeah. I also don't think he's a, he's a bad actor. I just no. he's got a he's got a face for radio. He's That's got for a damn punchable sure. face. For yeah, sure. very punchable. Yeah, he looks like a like 1950s bully. <laughs> yeah, like a caricature <laughs> like the of kid like from a Christmas story. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then we have uh, Josh, played by William Jackson. Uh, Josh is my favorite character because he's the most sensible, mm-hmm. you think, until yeah. he kind of gets... Oh, that's cheaty. He's yeah. he's arrogant in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like him. He, I think he's good in the movie, too. Okay. Then we have... And how do you guys pronounce it? It's, is it Pele? Pele, yeah. Pele, Pele yeah. Played by Wilhelm <laughs> Blomeren. Is that how you say his name? Sure. Yeah. I just wrote Weird Swedish Friend. <laughs> That's appropriate. Yeah. Because he's the weird Swedish friend. Everyone has one. I don't have any Swedish friends. I knew a Finnish guy <laughs> in college, and he was weird, but you're my, cool. you're my weirdest friend. Well, thank you. <laughs> Matt is obviously my weirdest friend. What the hell? <laughs> so Christian, Mark, Josh, and Pelly, they, they form what I call the boys, right? This is the group of friends. Um, Christian is dating Danny. They're having a rough relationship. He's a total piece of shit. Oh, she dude. sucks hard as a girlfriend. Terrible. Bad relationship, and I, I didn't like both of them. I'm like, yeah, break up, you two assholes. You obviously aren't right for each other. I don't think Danny sucks as a girlfriend. I think she's just trying to deal with having an asshole boyfriend. Yeah. That's a yeah. total douche lord. I agree with that. I wrote in my notes, Christian sucks probably six times. Yeah, he's horrible. <laughs> he, he's yeah. really horrible piece of shit. When they, especially with not telling her about the trip. We'll get into all this. I mean, I don't think he deserves what happens to him at the end of the movie. Oh, but fuck no. <laughs> I think he's oh. a total dick lord. I he's been dating her for four years, and she <laughs> yeah. sucks. He also sucks. It's called a toxic relationship. Yes. Right? Well, yes, yes, I will go with that. Then we have Simon and Connie. They're the, they're the lovebirds from England. <laughs> I think he, Simon's from Ireland is what they said. I thought they're both from London. They're, let's just say they're from the UK. Okay. They sound well, like they're from, from London. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> take they're from that. Yeah. They're from Brit Britain. Great go. Britain. Yeah, let's just an, offend you know a let's large just, portion uh, of our audience. Let's just. Well, you that. just talked about how you didn't want a certain type of exchange student in your house. Yeah, yeah. A weird one. You're correct. <laughs> okay. Xenophobic weirdo. I mean, a weird yeah. one. You invite Matt into your house. Right. So I, I like that, you know, kind of we get this overview, you know, opening of the film and there's a there's a startling phone ringing right at the beginning. And, and I mi- immediately laughed because it's a wired line in an answering machine. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. who the fuck has this? And then they show, you know, old people, people in, in bed. Utah. Yeah. People in Utah. Do. <laughs> yeah, people in Utah. And we show we see her. her we find out it's Danny's parents and she's trying to call them because she's got a crazy sister who she's really worried about. Yep. Um, who's you know likely to com- you know commit self harm? It's obviously very difficult on the family, right? This movie has really good rewatchability for this scene, I think, because you see the picture of Danny on the bedside yeah. table thing with flowers around mm. her. Flowers, oh, and yeah. common flowers, theme. Yeah. and yeah, yeah. Um, you they really emphasize that the parents are still breathing in this scene. If you rewatch mm. that, you can see their their chest rise and fall really huh. like 
it's subtle like but it, but also their last breaths. yeah but it's and something is horrifying about that just watching them breathe knowing that there's poison in the air yeah hmm. like, i just can't believe they didn't wake up when that duct tape roll was being opened know. you know what i mean jeez <laughs> old people in their sleep <laughs> So then we, we realize that, you know, Danny and Christian are in a relationship, obviously on the rock. She has a kind of difficult phone conversation with him. And, you know, I, like I said, when I first heard this phone conversation, I'm like, oh, my God, she is difficult. She sucks. She's got a lot of baggage and he's a dismissive asshole. Again, not a good relationship. Mm-mm. Later, when we find out they've been dating for four years, I'm like, how the hell have they been dating for four years? <laughs> <laughs> They're stuck. Good Lord. So, yeah, great disturbing music right through this intro. Um, in fact, the intro is pretty long because it, it introduces the studio that does the film like 10 minutes into the film. Yeah. What's the name of the studio, Doug? I uh, don't know. Aaron. I don't know either. Oh, is it, is it A24? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about the studio for the music. I'm sorry. Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah. The film studio, A24. Drink the A24 Kool-Aid. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I, here my note is, this is kind of what sets the film up. I write two cars, two exhausts, two long-ass tubes, one crazy sister, dead parents. Yep. So the sister has written this creepy email Obviously, Danny's disturbed, and we, we get we see what has happened. The sister found really long tubes, probably at Ace Hardware, <laughs> tapes them up to the two cars in the garage, turns them on. She tapes one tube underneath her parents' door and tapes the other tube directly to her face. Yeah. While she's upstairs, mind you, she's not down by the car like a normal person killing themselves. No, she's upstairs in her room breathing the exhaust straight. Yeah. Hardcore, it's ambitious, cool. ambitious setup there. That's commitment. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, okay, this, this, this just seems like a lot of money just wasted on the scene. <laughs> I liked uh, how they showed the puke and the mask and all mm-hmm. down her shirt and everything. Yeah. Very, very disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> she she died with her eyes open, which is incorrect because carbon monoxide makes you sleepy. You close your eyes, you you, you gag and barf with your eyes closed. Maybe she opened her eyes with her when she barfed startled her awake i guess and she died <laughs> and Boom. she died yeah. so needless to say danny's having a rough day right she finds out we get the whole scene of the firefighters walking through the home yep. um she's already had kind of an argument with her boyfriend then she calls him up sobbing and then he's got to go over there and comfort her and i like the awkwardness of him being uncomfortable comforting her because it's like he was gonna dump her ass yeah because yeah, they were in that bar and her friends were like dump her ass she yep. sucks yeah. and then he's like okay and then this happens and he's like well, i'm fucking stuck well it's, it's a pity relationship at this point and in my opinion i say rip the band-aid off fast don't fucking yeah. hang around i know that's terrible well, but you're not doing this other person any favors no. by you know pity hanging around yeah and he pity invites her on this trip that's coming up yes. in the next scene so her friends so you know we fast forward you know it's i don't know like a month later or whatever and she's taking a nap and we get this great shot of this picture behind her it's of a bear yeah. and a girl with flowers in her hair and a white garment it's mm-hmm. total foreshadowing right yep. we see the bear later in the film we see the weird swedish people with flowers in their hair perfect and i like that it's very subtle and she invites, or he invites her to a party. She doesn't want to go, but she goes. And then she learns that they've all planned a trip to Sweden and not invited her. So it's awkward and she's pissed. Well, also, he didn't tell her that he was going. That's, well, yeah. no one told her. Yeah, it's awkward. Because <laughs> Christian sucks. Also, did you see above the refrigerator in that party? No. There's a picture of the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. 
Like, no. Yeah. Okay. Ah, That's so, kind of cool. A little, foreshadow. a little foreshadow there with a. Uh, These are things that. Ari is great at, yep. and same with Hereditary. Every little thing was in its place. Same with this film. Really great details that, again, I guess I can totally understand your rewatchability because you can find great, these yeah. details, right? Mm-hmm. They go back to her place, and they have an argument, and we see in another scene, they're at a bar, and we find out that he's pity-invited her on the trip, thinking that she won't go. Yeah, Boy, was he fucking wrong. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> How mad would you be? Like if you've invited the boys on this trip and oh, you have a buddy that's got a girlfriend who everyone hates and now she's coming on the trip. Yeah. You're yeah. like, son of a bitch. No, and I thought that bummer. that was really well acted. Like the whole, oh, great, we have a fifth wheel and the awkwardness and still trying to be polite to her and sensitive to her mm-hmm. trauma. You notice they're that each person gets up and leaves yep. because they're so uncomfortable except yeah. for the, the... Except for Pele. Except, except for, for the Pele. Swedish... Yeah. The yeah, Swedish um, I think we do have the same yep. theory. Yeah, the Swedish recruiter left. of death. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. Did, I can't remember. Does Pele he is his idea to invite her along, or is this Christian just pity? Christian, Christian invites okay, her. Yeah, but, he loves it though. He's happy about it. But right. after okay. Pele finds out, he expresses that he's more excited for her to come yeah, than his right. friends. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, good idea. Yeah. Okay. And and I I took this him again. He, I felt he was being inappropriate and creepy with her. I mean, when you when you know someone a little bit who's gone through this horrible trauma, you don't bring that shit up. Yeah. yeah. In the way he did. Yeah. Just really weird. So I I automatically don't like or trust him right right yeah. off the bat. Well, and, and knowing what we know about him later is his tolerance for messed up stuff. Very oh, right. High. It you probably I mean? is. So he's like, oh, yeah, your sister killed you and your parent or your parents and, and uh, killed herself and your parents. So eh, whatever. Yeah. I just well, wrote, he, I wrote Pele is weird. He <laughs> expresses <laughs> empathy with her because he talks about how. He lost his yep. parents in a fire, yeah. right? Yeah. Probably in a barn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, and and I think it's on purpose. This is the first person you see not, you know, treating Danny like absolute dog shit. Yeah. He's not judging her. Yep. He's no. not treating her like shit. He looks at her. He like he's the first person to put his eyes like at her face. He's the first person <laughs> to hear her. Yeah. Instead and, of Yeah. It's hard to hear someone when they've been nagging you for four fucking years. (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) this is the best part of the movie for me is the cut scene of her being very upset. She goes in the restroom. We have this amazing cut of her then in the aircraft bathroom as they're flying over Sweden. Yes. Tremendous filmmaking. Interesting cut scene. Loved it. Yeah. Right. Great. So many, you know, directors have trouble transitioning. This was masterfully done. It was masterfully. I, done. I love the next shot too. Uh, in the aircraft, or no, uh, of the of them going into the community where the camera flips. Oh, upside oh, down, yeah. upside yeah. down. I Beautiful love that scene. Shot too. Yeah. So yeah, we we get this this great cut scene, and then they're driving in Sweden out in the middle of nowhere, and the camera flips upside down, and the sky becomes the road, and the road becomes the sky, and it's a very beautiful imagery. And, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, foreshadowing, you know, what's about to happen to you. Yeah. Because yeah. everything there is upside down and confusing. Right. And yeah. weird. Yeah. I think yeah. And is... you don't know night from day. Yeah. It's just exactly. all yeah. fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah this is in northern Sweden yeah. during the summer. So they have longer days. They're yeah, obviously like closer to the two hours of slight darkness. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, Ken. Yes. You, you, you seem to quickly 
move past the uh, the airplane. I was going to ask you about that airplane. So I Mr. assume, Mr. Mr. Aviation. Yeah, I assume that this wasn't the long haul aircraft they flew to Europe. I think this is the aircraft they flew from the airport to the small airport in Sweden. Yes, so, yes. so that, I noticed there were three row, three seats on yeah, each side. Yeah, it, it looked like an A320, but it uh, probably wasn't. It's probably an old mock-up. Was first class in the rear there? The curtain was in the back. I was confused. No, about that, that is where the galley is, man. Oh, the and, galley. In Europe, they actually closed the galley off with the curtain because Europeans are nice. I see. Now, was her closest exit behind her? I it was actually was... in front of her. Was it? Okay. It was because they were sitting in like 7E. Okay. And oh. lastly, the, the bathroom, that was that was incredibly spacious. Okay, that was a bathroom from a yeah, a wide-body aircraft, not a narrow-body aircraft, obviously. Oh, oh. See how he's patronizing me? I'm right not. Yeah, I, I was we'll, just, we'll get him I, back later. That's fine. I wished we'll all airplanes had bathrooms like that. It's like me <laughs> squeezing into a Mazda Miata in those <laughs> fucking things. You, you know, can't get in one of those? Do you just those? pee in the sink? I can't poop in a, on an airplane. No. No way. You have to leave the door open. <laughs> your legs, so your knees Jesus. don't smash against the door. Hey, man, can I get some more peanuts back here? <laughs> I never door. thought about that. Like, it, it's tight for me, and I'm a normal sized yeah, person. You're not a normal size. You're small. I'm small. You're huge. <laughs> man, the listeners, they're, they're picturing me like, it's not Andre the Giant sitting here for crying out Guys, loud. Guys, he, he, is, he is a six pack away from Andre the Giant. <laughs> I'm working on it, man. Hold on. Ken's not pocket size, but he's like cargo cargo short pants. I'm, I'm like, like I'm he like he can a, fit in the pocket of a cargo pants. I'm fun size, you know. Yeah. I'll say. Guys know I've never <laughs> ever set foot in a airplane bathroom. Uh, what? You've yeah. never sat? Josh, in one? I've never have you've, never entered one. You've never even peed in one. Mm-mm. What? You've never experienced What's the, the longest flight the you've toilet? ever taken? Uh, probably to D.C. or Florida. So oh, what's geez. that? Five hours? Six yeah. Hours? Hmm. No shit. Yeah. So yeah, they, they show up and, and they're in this little town. It's it's is it called um how do you say it? Fuck if I Hanningsland or well, how do you say it? Copy So they go to a small town that's really far away and they think that's where they're going, but then all of a sudden their buddy's like, Hey, get on the backpacks. We're gonna hike twenty miles to really remote area. Mm-hmm. So they hike through the woods and I love that the one guy is scared of ticks and they're they're saying all this crazy <laughs> yeah. shit about Lyme disease and yeah. fucking with them and Encephalitis. Totally. Dude, ticks are disgusting. They are gross. So I have a tick yeah. story if you'd like to hear it. Yes. Well, might when as I, well. When I was young, I was probably like six years old. Me and my cousin, she's a year older than me. So we were both very young. We were laying out on the grass on the side of her house. And this is in North Carolina where that, tick central. that shit is prevalent. Chiggers too. And uh, oh, yeah. so we'd been out playing in the grass and stuff. And I go back to my grandma's house few hours later and you know i take my pants down to take a pee at my grandma's house mm-hmm. i have these black spots all over my how, crotch how many what? like a million i swear to god like, oh, like little black seeds. the little tiny ones yeah oh. they were cu- i was the lime disease ones toe. I didn't have any frame of reference for what ticks are at this age. I'm like, do I have fucking AIDS? What's going on? Am I dying? <laughs> but, but he knows what AIDS is. <laughs> I did, I did yeah. because this was the 80s. Everyone knew did, what did AIDS Did you see was. that that made-for-TV movie about that poor kid that got the blood yes. transfusion? Yeah, yes. that, that ruined my life. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was horrible. So then afterward, like I show my grandma, I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, oh, you have ticks. <laughs> so oh. then for like eight hours, I'm sprawled out nude on the laps of my aunt and my grandma no while way. they're smearing like uh the vaseline nail yeah. polish remover oh. all over my body because that suffocates what? the ticks and oh, they can pluck them all out well, when they're huh? so the super small ones it's hard to safely remove yeah. those that's horrible dude <clears throat> yeah 
I'm traumatized to this that day. That is horrible. <laughs> they were in my hair everywhere, head oh, to toe. Man. What about your cousin? She was covered in them too, apparently. Oh, jeez. Thanks for that. We must have laid We should down make a like movie a about of... that. Yeah. Ari Aster, if you're listening, I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a, a scary movie about ticks. See ticks. More folks. See or... ticks the revenge. I love it. So um, they do this hike. They hike in and they kind of come to this beautiful open area. You know, so the woods open up and there's a bunch of weird hippie Swedes sitting around. And Pele knows everybody. It's like his family. And, you know, right away, you know, fuck, we've been here two minutes. Let's all drop shrooms. Dude, someone offers shrooms. Crazy. Yeah. Now, Would you do that? No. no. Fuck no. Fuck no. I've been You're on a, a plane for, place. for 18 hours. I'm exhausted. It's not, you know, nighttime. Well, I don't know what time it is. I'm confused. I just want to lay what down. What about back when you were in college? Would you have? When you were oh, in your geez. early 20s. Jeez, I would have participated in the rituals when I was in college. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's too. probably why they fell into okay. it. I'm and just you, saying I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And no. Danny was reluctant. She's like, no, I don't want to. And her yeah. asshole boyfriend. This, yeah. Now, this, such a this made me uncomfortable. And I, I felt so oh, fuck Christian. I felt bad for her. I, but I still don't um, feel like she was portrayed as being. She was the victim, but she wasn't. I didn't like. I just didn't like the two together in any way. No, but, but yeah. This whole thing was terrible. Like, why would you do this to somebody? So she takes the shrooms. They all take the shrooms. And but she's been so manipulated and mistreated that she feels like she has to apologize for everything. Yeah. When it, yeah. nothing's her fault. That's true. Maybe she has to apologize yeah. for everything. And then she's pressured into taking these mushrooms, yeah. yep. which she doesn't want to. You love to. how he puts her on the spot like, hey, oh, he I'm does. not going to do these with yeah. you, my bros. Do you want because me to her. wait for you? And then... And then he tells them, do you want to wait for us? You know, I was a fuck. He is a fuck that guy. I was annoyed by her, but I think I was annoyed by her because I would never put someone in that position. So maybe I didn't even I didn't even look at it like that. But I would never, ever have even if it was like one of you guys or a friend of mine, if they didn't want to do it, I'm not going to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, even if you go back to their argument when he says he's going to go to Sweden. She's uh, apologizing the whole time. for being upset that he never told her. Yeah, yeah. He he's being a dick, apologize. and she's apologizing. And he's a coward because he wouldn't look her in the eye and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. This isn't working out. We're fucking done." Yeah, yeah. like like a normal person would do. Yeah, Christian well, is a fart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so they're here, and there's there's the flower children. We're kind of seeing the weirdness. She has a bad trip, runs to this restroom, and we have this crazy little mirror scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, sister. Yeah, then yeah. she thinks she sees her sister in the mirror. She ha- she has a couple of these flashbacks because obviously she's traumatized. I think that's the best, and you know, only one of two or three jump scares to the whole movie. But yeah. I think that's yeah. the best one. It's a good one. Yeah. So they come into this little village. Now, this is my first question for Aaron here. They go into this little Swedish-looking village. I see the houses, and they look very foreign to me. Is that like? traditional architecture in that area or is that just made to look crazy for the film what is that i think it's a little bit of both i think that they've you know they borrowed heavily from swedish architecture and disclaimer i'm no swedish archaeologist i don't know but but i think also too that uh, what they're coming into is a ritual space sure Um, okay because it's open it's there for that purpose they they go there to celebrate midsummer so anything that you see in going forward is has got to be related to that rich those rituals and and that that time period so um 
that architecture may very well be. Well, this is what we do when we do midsummer. So I think that I, I took it as yes, it is strange looking. I took it as more as this is a ritual space and this is where we put the buildings for our rituals and they're going to look like this. Yeah, because sure. they don't live there. Like this all is all slanted. Just where they yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it just looked strange to me seeing the like. There's I, and I know in in Sweden they get lots of snow, so a lot of the roofs are a different yeah, profile pitch. than yeah, we see. Yeah, obviously, yeah. for so the snow doesn't collapse the roof, but. I, right away, if I'm there and I'm walking into this, I'm not. I'm, I'm leaving. When <laughs> yeah. I see the accommodations, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, Haley, what? The whole time I'm waiting. I'm waiting for one of them to be like, "Where's the car?" I'm. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. I'm but, tired as fuck. I'm not sleeping in a room with crying babies and weird people. I'm out. Yeah, it's like camp. Terrible I mean, camp. You notice there's old. no railing on the second floor yes. on the inside of that mm-hmm. building. Yeah, that's nice. These people don't care if they fall off and die. Also, by the way, did you guys notice while they're walking to this camp, the like yellow flowers that make a path? Yeah. In the like wooded I, area. I did see that. Is that uh, what is that? I think that? that's just another Wizard of Oz nod. The yellow brick road. I but... also think the upside down camera thing when we're going into this part of the movie also might be a nod to going, I don't know, like symbolically from black and white to color the way Wizard of Oz did. But because, do... yeah. But do the yellow flowers leading in match the yellow flowers on the wallpaper in Danny's parents' room? Oh, <laughs> shit. That's weird. Oh, man. Check. I some acid here. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I was going to jump in, you guys said, where's the car? Let's, let's get out of here. You got to remember that you have two anthropologists who are doing their thesis research. Right. And there's nothing higher oh. ego than two grad students who are trying to impress <laughs> yeah. their professors and finish their research and move on and so um christian and and uh, and josh are very much into it yeah kind of i'm like i, I got I, I have a limited amount of funding and a limited amount of time to do this and i'm gonna do it and Just i don't totally, care yeah. right totally yeah. fixated on yeah that. and so they're oblivious like ah, yeah yeah exactly well, and that's headless well, courses well, it's fine yeah, no, well exactly. christian isn't doing his thesis on that he, he's no. undecided and because yes. he's yeah. a huge dick lord yes he's a, he's a feet dragger right what would and, so in your profession let's say that you're uh what's his name um, uh, josh josh yeah uh-huh. and a guy that you know that's in the same field decides on the spot at your place oh, fucking how do you I, handle i that? hated him that was that was my that was christian's like fifth strike you know i right. just because i'm like you asshole you're just stealing all of josh's ideas because you're too stupid and selfish to pursue your own thing. And there were plenty of other thesis topics that, yeah. you, that he could have glommed onto. Yeah. Well, um, he knew he could piggyback off Josh. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he could piggyback off of Josh. He could look into other stuff. There's use of psychedelics among this culture during Midsommar. There's all sorts right. of research potential. And he just goes straight to copy exactly what Josh is doing. So, yeah, he's an asshole. So, and I would have been frustrated. So, <laughs> so Josh told me something interesting about this movie. He said that, that the director, Ari Aster, was going through a bad breakup. Yeah, I read when that. he wrote yeah. it. Yep. it. So do you think that the character that, of what's-his-name is based on his the girl he broke up with? I think so. Because that would make sense that that guy is such a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, you know, Ari's spouting his venom at having this bad relationship, and Christian is kind of the mirror image of, of his girlfriend. Probably. I, that's what I was would assume. But and, yeah. and, and then he, his character, is Danny. Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to write a fucked up breakup movie. Yeah, yeah. this essentially is a breakup movie. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, and it, it. I mean, there's a lot of themes here: grief and and toxic relationships and family. 
Right. You'll notice her Danny's trigger word is family. Yeah. Once she hears that from Pele that first time, that's her first breakdown. You said trigger word. Right. <laughs> and so, but yeah, uh, but ultimately his his motive. Don't say bananas around Matt. Oh, sorry. Matt, are you okay? Oh, but that's my safe word. Yeah. <laughs> um, you but two could never be in a relationship. <laughs> I know. God damn it. It was, just leads to was some hoping. horrible situations. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Matt. But anyway, yeah, the the theme of this ultimately is is a breakup movie, right? Yeah, I think that's interesting, and it makes me have a little bit more positive light on on the on the film. Again, this thing is packed with so many details; it's just hard to, you know, go through it all. Yeah, like seriously, that's why it needs a lot of rewatches. Yeah. I, I think I, I put right here. I have a note that just says pacing. This film already has pacing issues, and we're only 35 minutes into it. I like slow-burning movies. I really do. This pacing is almost Ari flexing his desire to show details and not pushing the narrative forward, and I have a problem with it early on. It persists throughout the film. See, Hmm. when I started this, I noticed it was like almost two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be too long. But it went by so fast for me. So it did not really? so, go like two and a half hours. But were you guys absorbing the details? I was trying to more this time than I did. You the first you time liked I it more than your second viewing than your first viewing. Much more. Yeah. And I oh, loved gotcha. it the first time I watched. Gotcha. It. See, yeah, I liked it the first time. I loved it the second. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to I had to watch it a second time to get over the the anthropology stuff that took, <laughs> that took me out of the movie. <laughs> We start seeing the rituals like beginning right away, and obviously we see the uncomfortable accommodations. We start meeting these strange Swedish people, and I I like it's very disorganized. I'm like, who's in charge? What in the hell's going on? And it's pretty weird that first day. Well, the second day it gets way weirder. (laughs) Okay. Well, everything the sec the second they put step foot in this community, everything is a symbol. Everything in the background yeah. is a symbol. Right. You see all the pictures in the wall when they first go into this massive room that they all see. Yeah, it's, it's almost too much. All the pictures are yeah. symbols. The runes that they're all given are all symbols. The buildings, much many of them are symbolic of right. something. And then we get into day two when, it get, when things just... Yeah. I, I, ha- I have another crazy. question for Aaron here. So when we see the runes and all this stuff... I. To me, I was having trouble discerning Swedish folklore and history from Celtic and from Nordic, Danish, whatever, all this stuff. Because remember, Europe's not a huge place. And I'm like, well, where is all this stuff ultimately being borrowed from? Can you answer that? Is it all coming from from a comet? Is it from the Viking roots? What is it from? There's, there's mostly Nordic stuff. I, I didn't right. see a lot of Celtic going on in, in that area. But we got to remember, too, that none of what we're seeing is legitimate it's all made up. i mean the, the runes are real it's that's elder firth rock or whatever mm-hmm. the 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 i can't remember the name of it um those are legitimate runes and the architecture is kind of uh legitimate right um but all of it is is an effort to show hey you american kids you're you're in a new world and i think that that starts with the upside down camera view mm-hmm. and it extracts them from all of their comfort level and puts them into right I, places. You know, that's a good point. And I like that. I, I almost feel like a lot of times, and I've been to Europe, and when you go there, you're, you're there and it's not that different, but it's different. 
this is bringing these kids to a place I think they thought they would be comfortable, like you said. And then they're like, whoa, we don't know anything about this. We don't have stories about this. We, we didn't read, you know, we don't know. And you're right. And it, and it looks familiar, but it's ultimately very not familiar, especially with the throat noises and the sounds these weirdos are making. <laughs> right. All these Swedes make weird noises <laughs> and they play games. What's the game the kids are playing? Skin the Fool. Skin, Skin the, the Fool. fool. Yeah. Is that like Smear the Queer? Remember well, that game? Oh, I remember that. That's, that's a foreshadow also. Yeah. Because what's his fuck? Mask. Kids gets Mask. Skinned. He asks. Oh, he asks the yeah. kids, Mark. What, what, what game are they Mark. playing? And the kids answer, they're playing Skin the Fool. Mm-hmm. And then... Obviously, we know what happens to him. Right. And he is a fool. Yeah. And yeah, again, he is. another he, great detail that Ari brings. Wearing the jester hat mm-hmm. in yeah. death. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I have a question. What's with the number nine? That's my number, by the way. Yeah? It is. Did you notice all the references to nine? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, there are nine sacrifices to the gods. That's right. one of them. And then it, it this festival occurs every 90 years. It's a nine-day festival. Even their age progression, like through life. Oh, that I didn't notice the that. Together, so at eighteen they become an adult. One and eight. Thirty-six. Um, then they they do their pilgrimage until they're thirty-six, which is then their working age. Um, and then at fifty-four is their uh, mentor or basically retirement, and then they must die at seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. So what's up with nine? Is that just yeah, Ari I, Aster? I, just I think it's I think thinking. it's Ari Aster. There may be some Nordic yeah. expert expert listening to this screaming at me right now because I don't <laughs> right. know, but I think that Ari did a really good job of world building mm-hmm. in this and that. and creating all of this stuff and all of these things. Uh, we as human beings are hardwired to look for symbolism. Especially if you're Italian and Catholic. Yeah. (laughs) I married one of those. And and from my Mormon background, too, you know, symbolism is huge in in culture and religious practice. And so I think Ari just did a good job of world building. Now, uh, listeners, I I apologize if there's more significance to it than that. (laughs) I don't know. Well, Ari Aster spent months researching Nordic and Germanic folklore and sprinkled Easter eggs of that all throughout this. I wish he spent months writing the script. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he actually... Had this movie written before he did Hereditary. Really? And, and the studio said, fuck you. <laughs> Write a good movie. And then when Hereditary was good, they're like, oh, okay, you can do your dumbass movie with Swedes. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Come on. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> Anyways, so right away, we start seeing these weird rituals. They're, you know, what's his name is Christian is sitting. They're like sitting in like this little circle. And the, these flower girls, I keep calling them flower girls. They're wearing white frocks. They have beautiful flowers in their hair. They're tall good-looking Swedes. They're running around, and one of the girls kicks him. And he looks up. He's like, ah. And he's interested because he doesn't... He's not interested in Danny anymore, Mm -hmm. which is painfully obvious to everyone. I don't know why Danny can't see this and say, peace. Yeah. Well, she does, because she makes reference to it later. Well, I mean, ultimately, we see what... (laughs) She makes her choice, right? Well, even she she says something to him later, which we'll get to. Yeah. So I I wrote that these people are kind of like the Amish. Yeah. Right? Not so much in the way they look, but they, they're out here in the middle of nowhere. They've kind of been practicing. Very simple. Doing, yeah, doing things the same way for a long time so that they're incredibly good at it. If you looked at the food they ate, traditional food, but expertly made. Um, I, I appreciate it. Like when they pick the flowers for the bouquets, beautiful, right? Everything, it looks like it's something that these people have done for a long period of time. Where they walk backwards. Yeah, <laughs> they're walking stupid. Right? <laughs> what are they doing? And the flowers are a symbol of rebirth, which is a recurring theme throughout this entire movie, yeah. especially right. for Danny. Yeah, she needs, yeah, she needs change. 
Um, when I was watching, I talked about the idea of ritual space and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're coming to this midsummer. I don't think it's just the kids that are coming to that. I think maybe everybody in the community that every summer they all leave their day jobs and they come out here. To oh, do interesting. That. That, that was my perspective in that this is a place where you go to celebrate a summer festival. And so in their real life, kind of like Pele, he's going to college, he's doing whatever, but then he's also participating in this. So he's got one foot in this ritual world and one foot in the other world. And that's why he's so callous, I think, when... He's talking to Danny about, well, you know, your parents died, whatever. And then all these children who are skinning the fool. Uh, right. It's just part of their overall cultural experience. And I think that's just it's just something we do in the summer every however yeah. many years. I, I took it as only back to the age thing. Only certain members of that group leave to recruit. Oh, okay. um, that's how I view it. I, I like the, I liked the mm-hmm. idea that maybe these are normal people that are going and doing this secret weird thing. I kind of like that better. Yeah, but I took it as... Only a handful of them are going out and, and living normal lives. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just felt, it, for me personally, it, it felt more hor- that much more horrific that oh, sure. they, they go and to- I totally farm agree. or make lutefisk in the factory, and then they go out <laughs> right. and, and slaughter each other. Matt, do you, do you like that, eating that? Lutefisk? You ever had that? For no, real? I've never had Because no. I know you would like it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it's gross. No, I just know Matt will, will appreciate foods, and he would eat it and probably love it. I've, I've smelt jelly. it. I couldn't Lota, eat it. I Lota could Lota not fish. eat it. Yeah. This is when we first see this this weird yellow building. Um, it's kind of off by itself, and it's very interesting shot. It's very striking in the landscape. It reminds me of the house in Mandy, and yeah. n- insert eight other movies that have the same Im- imagery. I don't I don't know what that imagery is. The the pyramid. Um, I, it's not a pyramid, but you know what I mean? That, that triangular shape. Aaron, do you, what do you know about that? Is that a thing? Does that mean something? Or does it mean different things in different cultures? Uh, you know, there's pyramids all over the world. Right. And, and that's where we get the, the bullshit of ancient alien stuff. But you can only build something so tall without modern architecture, steel girders sure. and things like that. You and want so, it to be lighter at the top. Exactly. Stronger yeah. at the base. And I'm, so I think it's just ritual space again, personally. But that's that's my perception. Hey, Matt, what do you think about that? Uh, oh, sorry. meant to be like a way to point to the heavens oh yeah i can see that yeah true where they're making their offerings and yeah uh, okay do do trolls build no triangular dens no No, they're not they don't do (laughs) architecture i'm just asking because trolls they're very hardy i mean they just sleep out and grow moss on their backs and yeah or under bridges Hmm. i think you guys are mocking me no, they don't build structures. <laughs> Are you, I'm asking. I don't know. Do you, they don't. I don't even believe they don't in them. Manufacture I'm just asking weapons. you. Well, I mean, if they were to exist, they wouldn't have weapons. They don't need weapons. Okay. <laughs> Would you come up with better questions? I'll try. I'm going <laughs> to try next time. They use rocks and stuff. They throw rocks. I'm going to try next time. Duck nose? <laughs> uh, this is also when they walk around. They see the obviously they see the structure in the distance. Then they see this fucked up tapestry. Yeah. And essentially it's it's showing a young woman who's cutting her pubes off and putting it in a a pastry. Yep. And then menstruating into menstruating a cup. into a cup and then she gives it to a guy who eats the pastry, drinks the juice and gets hypnotized. Yep. And then it shows her and him with she's pregnant mm-hmm. and then the, it stops. There's nothing else in the tapestry. Yeah. Mm. 
when when I saw that story, yeah, when I saw that, I thought that'd be a hell of a tablecloth for a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, can you imagine that? (laughs) Especially if you're sitting in the middle of the table. (laughs) It would just be a runner down the middle of the table. (laughs) I do the story. I want a print of this. This is the story of Thanksgiving (laughs) in my front room. You know, when 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 I looked at the tapestry and and some of the stuff, I I you know I know this is some type of long running tradition. I couldn't tell how old this tradition is supposed to be looking at that stuff. Aaron, w- give me some type of analysis. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, put me on the spot on this one. I, 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 I know that there's lots of symbolism around menstrual blood in various cultures, and uh, it can be a taboo item, uh, sacred and profane, and, and, and depending on the groups. Um, if it's a patriarchal society, they tend to lean a little bit more like, ooh, yuck. And right. um, if it's more of a mat- matrilineal, matriarchal society, it's just another thing. Like the red tent. <laughs> yeah, uh, or the menstrual huts in, in various cultures. Right. Um, but for a, for a deeper thing, I think what we're seeing is just more evidence of this is folk magic. This is this is stuff that Josh and and Christian have been reading about, or maybe made aware of as they're um, studying. Uh, well, Josh probably did more studying. Christian didn't. Should, Christian shouldn't they did know? More copying. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Shouldn't exactly. they know what they're getting into already by this point? Seriously, that Josh this does. is a real thing. Josh has an idea. Josh I think does. he has an inkling. But what about Chris, Christian? Nope. Just seems no. Chris Christian's dumbass. Yeah. He's, he's an idiot and he's, he's yeah he's looking for a free ride but he's been doing that he's just lazy because you look at his relationship with Danny for and sure. the way he's doing all of that he's just low effort glomming on to whatever is fun and looks good and, and he wants to be successful so he's mining into Josh's success and Josh's legwork this right. limp dick douche lord is just yeah fuck it <laughs> god I fucking hate this guy he's pretty terrible <laughs> you know you know I liked him more because he kind of looked like Chris Pratt <laughs> but he was such an asshole do you, think, do you think maybe they called him Christian because Chris Pratt is such a Christy guy? <laughs> I, I, wouldn't that be funny if that's like a whole sub thing that he did? <laughs> They're mocking Chris Pratt. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I did like the idea that he is a Christian, or his name is Christian, and we know during the colonization of the Nordic countries, Christianity was not well received. Oh, for yeah. sure. And I, I don't know if you guys are going to get into that a little bit later, but we can we can talk about the symbolism of Christians versus right. pagans. It, it, it still seems There's less... Act- received more it's taken a smaller hold on those countries than the other european countries there's actually a lot of easter eggs sprinkled throughout this movie in regard to john the baptist Mm. because some of these like we know that midsummer turned into a celebration of saint john right so there's lots of little easter eggs throughout this movie hinting at Interesting. St. John the Baptist. Yeah, there's there's a little more on that too, that the idea that John wandered the earth, or maybe not John the Baptist, but John the Revelator, and um, there's all sorts of legends about him getting up into the Nordic and, and Britannia and all of that, preaching Christianity, and so that could be yeah. uh, another further thing, I don't know. Um, so we, this is kind of where they have this weird out, outside dinner party. And again, this movie's. I, I love the setting because it's always light, because it's you know summer solstice, uh, far northern you know geography, so it's going to be light twenty three hours a day. So it always has this really fun look. Most horror films are dark. Yeah, this one is not dark in I any way. Love it. it's a daytime horror. And I daytime love it. horror. Did that help you not be scared as much, Matt? Yeah, that helped out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they have these these two elderly people come out. They're wearing blue. Everyone else is wearing white. And they sit in this table that has a very geometric shape, right? It's a, it's a diamond. It looks like a fish what, drawing. It, okay, I want to point this out. We're gonna the table's out. actually shaped in an X, which the X in uh, certain cultures can mean gift, right? So what happens... It's shaped like that. Like what? And I just drew it, guys. X. Yeah, There is an X. Yeah. So the table has an X in it. There's X's throughout the movie. I'm sure. I just I showed wrong? a. I just showed a picture to the archaeologist. Well, well, there's the X, but then there's the diamond on top of it. It's like that's a, fish. a rune. Okay, that's a rune. That's Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. So there are X's throughout hey, the movie. Hey, you and I aren't archaeologists, motherfucker. We're just two no. dummies, Doug. <laughs> I just thought All it was right? a Jesus fish. Yeah, so I thought it was a fish. But the X yeah. in certain cultures can mean gift, and what happens in this next scene, which you're about to describe. Yeah these individuals are gifting themselves to the gods and this culture <laughs> is bringing people in as gifts this is why gods. this movie's terrible aaron well that that rune i just looked it up it's um the othala rune which means heirlooms heritage land of birth ah uh-huh. so sorry doug well, oh that's fine <laughs> fuck what does this x movie. mean look at x there's no x doug there is an x rune <laughs> but there's not in this scene can I point something out yeah. also? Please. Gifts. Um, yeah. Gifts, see? So the night before this feast. Um, oh, this is when they stay in the uncomfortable they're room. In the, they're, yeah. in the, they're getting ready for bed. And Pele kind of mentions, oh, tomorrow we're going to do a ritual at the, I forget what it's called, but it's Josh immediately knows kind of what that means. Oh, he's like, oh, you're going to, you like, guys oh, are going to fucking love this. And this is like the most pissed you see Christian being left out of his bro group. And he tries to Google oh. it, and there's no. And there's oh, he is no pissed, signal. and he is like visibly, actually showing emotion, like for the first time in he's, the movie. He's annoyed that he doesn't know. Yep, and that Pele and Josh are like kind of getting chummy, and Christian's now getting left out, and that. And there's there's another scene at yeah. the ritual. Well, I'll get on it when we get there, but yeah. I was so fuck him. He's I was so fart. put off by him that I wasn't reading into some of those scenes because yeah. I'm like, this guy's such a dick. Like, I, I don't even care. Yeah. And I like the Josh character. I'm like, this dude's doing his homework. He seems to like to be there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So they have this weird dinner, and this is where we hear the first like weird like mouth sounds. <gasps> <gasps> I, I don't even know how to do it. Is that a thing? Aaron, is that a thing? I, Breathing like a bunch of weirdos? Hyperventilating know. is a thing in Sweden, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. The only thing, the closest thing I could think of with the breathing was in Polynesia when they do the, the ha. Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But that was, I, that was it. That was all I knew. Weird. So they go to this, it looks like a rock, it actually looks like the Lion King, that stone outcropping where, you know, he holds up, you totally, know. Totally, totally yeah. does. And so the, these, the, the people in blue, the old people are marched up to the top and they're, they cut their hands, and this is a scene I see in so many movies where they cut across the middle of your hand with a knife for blood. Mm. I hate that. Can we draw blood a better way? Yeah, it's so stupid because then you can't hold a tool or a knife no, or anything. You, don't, you would that. never it ever hurts. cut your hand right there. Yeah. You would prick your finger. Um, you know, your head bleeds, or you could cut the top of your. Anyways, I was like, we've seen this too many times. They don't need to hold any tools now. Well, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> right. So they smear blood on the rune at the top of this. You know outcropping and they walk up to the edge and the lady puts her arms up and we all know what's coming i know what's coming a mile away not disguised i wish she could have hit it from me i wish i wouldn't have known this was going to happen but you know right away she's going to cliff dive yeah you know and she does and when they jump off she throws herself off this cliff the only thing to land on is a fucking rock 
yeah. so which brutal. is strategically placed. And obviously. by the way, she is a great diver. She yeah. does a perfect belly yeah, flop onto the rock. She does. Her face bounces off as perfectly caved in as Ari can do. We've seen it in Hereditary. Yeah. Um, he, he, he really loves the disturbing facial smash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gruesome and awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love it. But it Looks no good. had no shock value for me because I, I, I saw it coming and I wish it was a little more startling. Mm. But again, I saw Hereditary. I kind of I felt like I knew what to expect. But I feel like even though you know what's coming, the build up to it is like, okay, when are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? Right. Even, it, it doesn't matter that you know. I, again, I think pacing ruined this aspect of the film. If it had a different, better pacing, this all would have rolled off better. It's still a great scene. Visually, the whole movie looks great. It, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's I just visually a, flawless. Yeah. She smashed herself. And right away, they show this guy with this big hammer thing. Yeah. And I already know what that's for. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, the old man isn't going to die. So the old man walks up. Sure as shit, he misses the rock. Because he jumps like an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, what is he jumps feet him? first. Yeah, like he's yeah. going into a pool. <laughs> I, I like that the woman was like totally committed. Yeah. And like he was like still like trepidatious about it. The guy's like, it. oh, maybe I can survive this. Yeah. But I, I love the, the minimal looking impact. It looked like a real impact yeah, if you fell and did. shattered your legs. It yeah. really did. There's it no like great. Mortal Kombat blood explosion. Right. I, I think and, it's just... and I, I love the gruesome stuff. Matt, what did you think? Does that shit bother you? Or are you cool with it? Twisted what? limbs and crushed uh, teeth. Is gross. Face. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> the face. You don't want your kids to see this. If they're no. under eight, they'll scar them hard. Yep. No. It bothered Cammy for sure. Yeah, she doesn't like this shit. I, I looked at Chrissy because she was watching, and she's like, "Meh." I'm like, "You're awesome." <laughs> <laughs> um, also, in this scene, here's what I was gonna allude to. But um, uh, Josh kind of nudges over to Pele and goes, "Hey, can I?" Can I see that book? Can I read from that book? Because before the oh, people, that's you're before right. The people right. cliff dive. Um, yeah, they're they're reading out of a book, and um, you definitely the camera catches Christian side eye Josh doing this and get a really hard look of jealousy. Uh-huh. And I think at I this missed, moment, I totally missed that. Damn and I think it. it's right at this moment that he's like, "Well, I want to." I want to be buzzed with this guy, so I'm going to piggyback on Josh's thing. I think it's right there that he decides great. that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another interesting thing that that I noted is that the reactions of of this these students. Um, Danny freaks out, and she does an amazing job. I think the actress does an amazing job of a real authentic reaction yeah, to watching almost, two like, people. Shuts down. Yeah. <laughs> But then, and Josh, who's supposed to have been trained and, and has all of this experience with all this Midsummer stuff, he's just like, yeah. yeah. And then, but what, what bugged me was Christian's reaction where he grabs Danny and he's like, you just got to keep an open mind. Yeah. It, and, no, just enjoy it. Enjoy the Yeah, day. yeah. exactly. And like, you just watch them bash the brains out of an old man. We're right. just here just, for the ride. Just keep an open mind. But that's, that's an attitude that happens in anthropology a lot when you're doing what's this is participant observation. You're out there studying cultures. You can't judge. You're not supposed to right. judge. You're not supposed to bring your ethnocentric or your baggage to it. But it's just kind of laughable that Christian, who's a shitty anthropologist to begin with, is telling right. Danny to keep an open mind where yeah. he's pissing his pants too, seeing the horror of that. Yeah. So he- yeah. here's a question for you that has nothing to do with this movie, but kind of back to what you said. In, in the film Apocalypse Now, yeah. they show a ritual where a indigenous tribe um, kills a water buffalo mm-hmm. by hitting it with a machete. Yeah. And people were very upset that that was in the film. Mm-hmm. But that's a real ritual that he really filmed that they yeah. really do. Right. right. And I, I was kind of, 
I like that he incorporated it. Now, I'm not about killing animals for no reason, but this animal wasn't killed for no reason. It was killed by this, this tribe. What do you think about including that in the film's actual stuff like that? It's like Cannibal Holocaust, too, where well, they yeah. tear apart that turtle. The turtle. Well, yeah. Well, I, I talked to Doug about this a little bit in that um, they're going, they're hanging out with a bunch of European people, and they're seeing this happen, and eventually more stuff happens. If you've seen the movie, you know it gets even worse. Right. And so there is kind of a potential problematic element of Cannibal Holocaust where you get these white European American people getting killed by brown people and you're, you're showing the ritual of these brown people. Um, could that be problematic? Could that be seen as colonial? But to be dispatched and treated poorly by a bunch of Europeans and in, in a Northern European cool country, it. yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. so there's, so, and because you don't want to, you don't want to depict a bunch of whiteies going down and being killed by savages anymore. Yeah. Right. But it's kind of acceptable or more palatable to our modern sensibilities for a bunch of white people to kill a bunch of white people. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. I do, do want to point fucking out. Savage. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly. I do want to point out when they screened this movie in Sweden, hmm. a lot of the people in the audience laughed throughout this entire movie. Because they viewed it more as a black comedy, not as a horror movie. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, because none of those rituals, Shit. none of those rituals are real, and so no, no one's like, "Oh yeah, my grandma and grandpa used to yeah. do that." No, it's it's well, actually, know. when the uh, <laughs> when the two people threw themselves off the cliff, that is actually based in North mythology, in oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Norse mythology, because when individuals in those cultures got too old to care for themselves, they would commit ritualistic suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That seems like more like a Japanese thing, right? Yeah, they commit seppuku. Yeah, well, I mean, that's for dishonor, but I just, it's just interesting. Oh, yeah, we don't want to be a burden, so we're going to offer ourselves. That's interesting. That takes a lot of balls. Because that, yeah, that's based on real mythology. Yeah, and that that happens in lots of cultures where they'll they'll just leave us to die, and we'll, especially nomadic groups. Oh, yeah, just leave them in the step. Yeah, interesting. I think I heard the hammer is also based in real, like killing your your elders with a big hammer. Really? And I think these Grandma. And I think these hammers. Tired of changing your time. diaper. Gonna smash your skull with a hammer. I think there's actual like hammers God. in museums. Death hammer. Uh, yeah. That'd be a great band name, by Death the way. Hammer. Death, Death hammer. hammer. <laughs> so not not the gloss over, but the old man jumps off and he's still alive and the and this big strong dude comes and mashes his head with this hammer. Then he has one of the girls, he's like, You want a shot? He's already dead. She's like, I oh, you wanna smash his like, skull. Four yeah. of them take turns. Yeah, so yeah. They take turns hacking his head to pieces. Everybody gets a swing. That's like, a, yeah, the, that's another yeah. thing I noticed on this viewing is it's a pretty equal community. There's yeah. no real defined leader as far as like it's not patriarchal like a lot of the the elder yeah, women. Right, kind you of, think you know who the leader is, but all these people are taking this active role and they mm-hmm. seem to be equally involved. Yeah. Well, they like, even talk about it at the beginning when they first come into the community and the man is wearing kind of like a dress mm-hmm. almost and he even says he's like this is kind of like to represent androgyny. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn dirty Swedish hippies. <laughs> so this whole thing happens, and it's a shocking death scene. And, and obviously, so the couple from um, England, I swear it says they're from, from London, they are freaked. And they're yeah. like, fuck this. Fuck you guys. Off. Are you ki-? They're like, are you kidding me, you pieces of shit? They actually try to get the old man not to jump. Yeah, they're like yeah. screaming and yelling. That's Don't right. Jump. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that that is a sensible reaction. Yeah. 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 I like that, you know... A lot of movies, you know, they make everyone the same and, you know, no one cares. But I like that these people, like, really had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and, and then it, they leave or well, they try. Well, to. they try to. It adds it adds drama to the, to the whole thing. And then yeah, when what's his name of the couple tries to leave, well, he's gone, and his fiance, the you know, she's like, wait a minute, why would he, he, leave he left me? without me? They're like, oh, there's only room for one person. And, and by the way, you see what kind of vehicle it was? It's a, it's a Volkswagen bus. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the pickup version, not the bus version, yeah. the, the T1 pickup. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 she's like, truck. I would just, I would have sat on his lap. Well, we don't break traffic rules. Yeah, yeah I was like, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a, that's kind of a Swedish thing, right? We yeah, we'll break murder, the rules. But we won't let yeah. you not wear a seatbelt. Nice, accommodating, law-abiding citizens. <laughs> right. I, I feel like this would be like the last year of their festival because you know the you know the police and would would find out and shut this whole thing down and yeah. they would be done. Yeah. Maybe now, ninety years ago, off. maybe they could have got away with it. <laughs> Well, well, that's what I was thinking about my my conspiracy of this is this is something that they just do in the every is it seventy years uh, ninety every, 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 every I'm sorry 90 yeah years. every ninety years, um, and so they just have their regular lives, and so it's kind of a covert thing, and so that's why they've got to go, you know, yeah. track down all the witnesses. Why they do it in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just know you, you know you know Sweden is a very developed nation. They would have found these fuckers, and it would have been over, yeah. and then they would have stayed in a beautiful Nordic prison. Our apartment, have TV, play, <laughs> yeah. play, you know, PlayStation Five, be rehabilitated and released in ten years. Yeah, they do do that there. I know, sounds um, great. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna murder someone, do it. Don't do it here, <laughs> because do it you over will, there. You will not like the and, and don't do it in South America because boy, that prison experience is probably not great. Prison systems. Let's not get into that. Nope. <laughs> They're trying to build a prison. Who sings that song, Doug? System of a Down. That's right. Great album. What's the album called? Uh, Toxicity. Hey. Anyways, so this happened, and this is where stuff starts un- really unraveling for our main characters. So there's this weird um, building, and when you go into it, it's, it's like black inside, and there's this dark drape over one window, and there's these old books, and they're not like, books like you're thinking they're like manuscripts is it aaron is how would you describe them like loosely binded animal i don't know what vellum vellum skin yeah illuminated manuscript stuff like old old animal skin it's really cool looking they're like books like from the evil dead yeah Yeah. Yeah. the the necronomicon Necronomicon. (laughs) multiple volumes Yeah. yeah so in in this room and they show this briefly earlier there's a inbred child who is the oracle yeah aaron is this made up is this a thing Having a messed up, a pure blood. No, it's, I, it's, don't, I don't. I don't get there, it. There's actually some cultural precedent for for that. When when you have people that are um, differently abled or or have um, genetic anomalies in, right. in the culture, oftentimes they are seen as special or conduits to the divine. Unclouded. Um, yeah, there you say. go. Yes, exactly. And 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 so they're. If they survive uh, childbirth and and can move into adulthood and adolescence, oftentimes they are held in a higher esteem of some sort, and um, I think this is no exception in this. Now, as far as its accuracy with Swedish Nordic, I don't know specifically, sure. but I know that um, in some of the native cultures I've studied, there are um, those special people are oftentimes treated in a special way as oracles or. They they have access. I, I notice that this child in particular looks to have had a genetic disease, not necessarily um, typical symptoms associated with uh, inbreeding. Inbreeding, yeah. Um, it it looked like uh, what is what is it called? Um, elephantitis. Yeah. Um, it looked like some type of disease like that, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, yeah. I think he wanted to go for a more shocking appearance as opposed the... to maybe a 
accurate appearance of clinically known issues, which I think would have been a little better because I, I almost didn't understand this particular actor's what's the word I'm looking for um, how how they're living their life there. You, you don't you can't the the prosthetic is such that you can't tell. Yeah, are they what are they experiencing? I don't know. I think it was more yeah it was more for shocking and just the to make you unsettled because the first time they kind of cut to the up close right. of this guy's face is during a very peaceful and yes. uplifting time and suddenly you're just like wait what is this is this it is slightly a- this this is where this movie kind of gets into murder porn and <laughs> and and exploitation of things well mm-hmm. ari aster has said in interviews that this character is a representation of the rise of xenophobia and the far right movement in sweden Oh, what? weird. I, also I, I don't get it. Well, how? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what he has said. <laughs> this is why his next movie will have a much smaller budget. <laughs> um, I also really like the scene with Josh asking the questions of this elder guy about the Oracle. He, he tiptoes so much. He's like, uh, so what happens when he um, dies? Yeah. Do you just wait for another... Uh, like disabled yeah. person to yeah. be born. right and then that's and then where the guy brings him. up that it's he's the product of inbreeding so they do it on purpose yeah i i, I, w- I wanted to know more about this character i thought yeah. this was going to be a I central character too. to the film in interpret interpreting their yeah. documents but they didn't do anything with no. it so i felt like it was exploitive and, and not and it didn't fit there's no place he plays the exact same role as one of the tapestries it's just one of the yep. yeah. cultural things mm-hmm. and it's there and when you spend this much time on details in a film again this goes to my problem with this movie why add throwaway aspects to it you did all this homework all this bullshit why yeah i don't know because it didn't really help build the world for me it just was a little bit of intrigue yeah well i think that's part of folk horror in general is trying to pr- show the other you know what the strange and the other and so right. i'm not defending that choice because right. yeah, i agree it, it didn't go anywhere but ultimately, he's trying to show, hey, you guys are in a foreign world. You're in a completely different belief set. And let's make this as strange as possible. Um, and sometimes that works in full core and sometimes it doesn't. How many movies have we seen this in? Tons. Yeah, several. I go- Goonies. I, I, <laughs> Goonies. No, no. I love it. Guys? I love it. I, I, I just... I, I, was, I was thinking like the hills have eyes and stuff. Uh-huh. They, they're always they're they're presenting us with something I think they want us to be afraid of. Um, I was not afraid of that character. I'm like, well, what happened? What is their experience? What's going on? Yeah. And I, I think he wanted to. Oh, you should be. This should fuck you up. I'm like, no, no, well, dude. Have, it, it doesn't. have any of you seen the old black and white movie? I think it was made in like the 30s called Blood Sucking Freaks. I cannot believe that in the 30s this movie was made. Blood sucking freaks? I don't know. The whole movie is based on like circus freaks. Oh, no kidding. And like shit that goes on behind the scenes and like Like super fucked up. Yeah, like deformed circus freaks, as they Hmm. called them back then. I kind of feel like we've moved past that. I can't believe that in the 30s they allowed this movie to be made. And it was made by a big studio. Wow. But. You know that that might have been like the first representation. A of studio quote, would never do that, that Doug. <laughs> Hollywood is great, yeah. <laughs> but that movie—it's a good depiction of that, and maybe the first. Hmm. Weird, but I would recommend watching it. It's fucked up. So we, what happens in this film at this point is we have one character go missing, and very suspect circumstances. Then right away. His fiance goes missing. We have two characters missing, yep. right? 
And Danny seems to be the only one that knows something's not Amiss. right. But Danny's rolling with it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, are you ready for lunch? And she's like, I think I'm ready for lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go for a nosh. Yeah, so then, you know, they're going out for their outside lunch thing again, or dinner. You don't know what time it is. And their dumbass friend decides to go take a piss. Mark. Yep. Mark. Mark goes to this down tree. Where, by, by the way, there's a great shot of them burning the bodies mm-hmm. of the people that jumped off the cliff, and yeah. the bodies aren't covered. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I would assume they in always cover children. Too. Well, that, it didn't. I thought that they always would wrap the bodies. It just was weird to me. And they, so they're just open, busted face. They burn them. They it's scoop just, the ashes. Just a funeral pyre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pour them at the base of the tree. the tree. And by the way, this whole construction of the scene and the props and the art direction is unmatched. It's immaculate. And it's all background footage. Like there's right. conversations that we're focused on as the audience. This all this stuff is just in the background. But, it's not really. But yeah. what does it do to move the narrative? Nothing. <laughs> well, well, it does show you the importance of the tree. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. We Mark's know the importance of the piss on and Mark, No, we know the Mark's importance face. of the tree. But I'm saying there's so much detail. It's like Whoa. I know yeah. someone should have pissed all over Mark's face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Mark pees on the tree, and some, and only one guy, which is funny. Only one Swedish guy is mad. Everyone else is like, ah, he's pissing on their ancestors. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one yeah. of the people that just threw themselves off was related to this yeah, guy. Should be. Probably He's his uncle. Upset. His uncle Ted. He just pissed all over Tech's ashes. Uncle Ted is Tex. dead. You peed on the dead tree. <laughs> and then I like that Pele, he doesn't give a shit because he's the recruiter, right? He's he's the um, he's the Navy recruiter. He doesn't know. I'm just going to get you in the Navy. Yeah. Oh, you, you want to pilot an aircraft carrier or something? No, of course you can. No, that, that poor bastard shoveling coal five years later. <laughs> but I think no. this community is expert in brainwashing. Yes. Because you'll notice they invite Danny. When she's the one getting suspicious, they invite her to come in and cook with them. They, they give really her the outfit. They, yep. They're they like embracing her. Mm-hmm. And then also, yeah, Pele and most of the rest of the community kind of de-escalate the situation throughout the movie as Absolutely. suspicions arise. Absolutely. That one guy let his emotions get the best of him because... You know he's pissing on the re- the ancestors, but most of this community knows how to deal with. It's very manipulative. Yeah, it's yeah. manipulative. It's indoctrination so, so like one hundred and one. When Mark does this and the Swedes are mad at him, all his buddies think it's funny. Yeah. Oh, you peed on the tree, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a joke. Now the two people that are laughing at him should know that's probably not a joke. The yep. two anthropologists, right? I mean, you yeah. know he's dead at this moment. You know. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know for yeah. sure. Because you know those that two other couple, that other couple went missing. So, anyways, this girl that's been eyeing him up um, takes him aside. He lures him away. Lures him away. And that same evening, Josh sneaks out to go read one of those books and take pictures, pictures of it because yeah. you know he he wants to have a kick-ass thesis. His PhD is going to get it. It's going to be great. He goes in this this building. He's taking a picture, and it's we see scary. in the reflection of this glass. It's like a mirror or something. Mm-hmm. We see in the reflection that someone has walked in, and he yeah. thinks it's Mark. Yeah, but why? that ain't Mark. And it's, why? Because yeah. he's, he's got a Mark's Mark face. face mask. Yeah, because yeah, because some dude who's naked is wearing yeah Mark's face <laughs> and, and his hoodie. I think. Yeah, he's and, like Winnie the Poohing it. By the way, I, <laughs> I was freaked <laughs> out. Yeah. Would you walk in the room with the oracle in there? No. Fuck no. 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 Not because the oracle's scary, but because I'm like, there's a sleeping dude in here. I'm not going in there. <laughs> well, yeah. I I know this is where your biggest problems lie with these anthropologists. Yeah. Would, would you, wanna, you ever do this? You want to expound upon this? Oh well, yeah. No. And that's why I said earlier they're shitty anthropologists. I mean Christian because he's lazy and hasn't done anything, doesn't done any of the work. But Josh is specifically asked by an elder 
of the community not, not to, do to do that stuff. And Josh would have had to go through what's called internal review board, IRB approval, where he would have had to lay out all of his methods and defying the wishes of the elders would not have been acceptable for his advisors and for his review board. Sure. And so he's doing this because of ambition, because of colonialism, because of some sort of sense of academic superiority right. that he doesn't need to listen. And and that's why I think, again, if it were brown people or, or like, you know, more quote unquote, and I hate to use this word, but more quote unquote primitive groups or primitive perception, that it might be more acceptable. But at this point, he's just like, nah, I'm going to do this because I'm going to have a kick-ass thesis. Like yeah, because he's yeah. like, what would Indiana Jones do? Right. Yeah. So yeah. still all this shit yeah. and got the ladies. Damn yeah, straight. exactly. And so he, he deserves what he gets. <laughs> it, no, and he, it, it is kind of shocking him being an academic, doing something that, you know, I if I was some dude there, I would never do any of this shit no. because why would you disrespect these people in this culture? You don't, They're you don't scary know. as fuck. Yeah. But I feel like <laughs> he gets, he thinks he's above them. Yeah. He's smarter. Oh, I'm, mm -hmm. and that's where you run into trouble. And ultimately, guess what happens? He gets his fucking skull mashed yeah. in with a giant hammer. Yeah. yeah. By the way, how did you not see the guy hiding by the bookshelf? Right? I know, right? There had to be some dude just chilling in there with a gigantic goddamn hammer. Yeah. Uh, he's so, eyes on the prize. Yeah. He, that's what he wants to do, and he's he's he doesn't care about any of it except for his own agenda yeah. and his own academic ego. Right. By the way, I mean, if he did see that the guy in there with that giant hammer, you could totally get away from that thing. Yeah. Can't I, wield that weapon. Are no. you kidding me? I want to know how Matt would have handled this whole scenario. Oh, Matt would have been gone. Been Matt gone. wouldn't have gone. Matt wouldn't even have you gone to Sweden. Leave. You can't leave. So would you have gone in the first place? No. Would you have like well, your, a group of your friends going to Sweden to check out this cool festival that you know nothing about? Would sounds, you have gone? Sounds innocent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go. You get in this community. How are you handling this? I'm immediately suggesting frequently we need to leave. <laughs> but all the beer there would that keep you there? Was that beer? Yeah. No, they, 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 they were, were drinking beer. They would do background checks on you and know that you love Miller Lite. <laughs> they would have a fully stocked cooler for nine days. I believe they. Yeah. So <laughs> I think. <laughs> They do their homework they first. Do. I think maybe yeah, where they might have made a serious mistake in choosing me <laughs> is I could have gone, suggest we leave. They're like, no, fuck you. Drink your beer. Shut up, you big ape. Okay. <laughs> and then when somebody tries to hurt me, man, I got friends in the woods. That's right. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Uh, they so, might, and I'm not saying they would. Who the hell knows? What's the call? Around the middle of nowhere. Yeah, do you have how, a big how do you call? get them to come in for you? Well, they would hear my cries of agony. Uh, oh, it's nothing like <laughs> that, dog. He, pull, he pulls out a little know. whistle. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dog whistle. No one can hear it but but the Sasquatches. I'm not a Bigfoot expert like you. I don't they would know roll up calling. in there like the ants, man, and it would just be... Because <laughs> no. you're out in the middle of nowhere, man. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. You're calling except him Bigfoot me. and he's ripping off some Swedish That's dicks. damn straight. And I will be the, the one walking out high-fiving my guys. <laughs> They're back in the woods and I'm in the car. Do you and, speak Swedish Bigfoot? It's called Yeti. Or no, Yeti? No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I would, so it would just be more like a, a guttural animal call or yeah, something like that? Yeah, but I think they okay. would recognize is, that guy. Is I, and I'm not saying they would come to my aid. It, you can't bank on it. I do pick up all the candy wrappers and stuff when I go hiking, and I'm hoping that... <laughs> they see that. It they do off. see that. It pays off. It might. I'm it hoping. It will. I would sit there. Actually, it would take me a few hours to leave because then I'd be like... It's Miller time, man. Yeah. Good job, guys. You got this whole fucking cooler. I've got to finish this. And I would piss on that tree all day long. <laughs> Fuck you guys, man. So right at this time in the film, we, we see that, you know, Josh is dead. Mark is dead. The couple's gone. And 
this is another part of this film I really appreciate is the explanation for what happened to them is it works. Very convenient. Hey, hey, everyone here. This is what the elder says. We're missing one of our most important books. Yep. And it's it's weird that your your anthropologist guy who is working with us is suddenly gone and his dumbass idiot friend, too. Um, can you please help us find this book? It is so important to us. They play it off like he stole the book, which is within that character to do. Yeah. Um, well, so great well, writing right there, for sure. The whole movie, he's like pestering them to take pictures of yeah. it and see it. Like, mm-hmm. it's totally believable. He would have just taken it and bolted. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. So but, now we, we don't have many people left. But where? I mean, like, if, I, if I'm one of them, I'd be like, seriously, where is everybody? There's, where? A, there's a Volkswagen sitting out there that can hop in, right? <laughs> yeah. Drive back to that town. Because, to the train station. Like their story is they left and went to the train station, so it's Without, possible Josh could have found a way to secretly. Now Josh, yeah. That's Josh I would believe that because enough. but the others like, just they just especially the the guy and his fiance he doesn't say anything to his fiance. That well, right. And then they really say that that's weird. that that gives us the suspicion. Yeah. And I don't know, there's that whole contentious friend relationship, especially with Josh. And and that's why Christian and him don't get along. I think it's oh. to help everyone be divided. Yeah. Then you have the boyfriend girlfriend drama. There's oh, there's drama all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, except for Mark, and he's just some dumbass. Everyone uh, has their dumbass friend, right? There's always one dumb guy there. I'm telling you, Pele targeted this group. He he did. For sure. And I'm going to get into this theory, which I think me and Josh are sharing. I'm going to get into this. Right now or later? No, shortly. shortly. I I just want to say really quickly, though, when I was watching right about at this point, I thought to myself, these people have never watched Scooby Doo because everybody knows (laughs) when you split up, bad shit happens. That's true. They had to stay together. Is it a bunch of. Random people in Swedish masks. What? <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh. They're tearing oh. off their masks. No, they're in Mark not Swedish. <laughs> but uh, again, this just goes to to good writing with this aspect of the film. There's a reason why everyone's kind of isolated. They all have t- self interest. They're all doing dumb shit. And if you think about the the, the people that are doing the festival, are really catering to to s- keeping them apart. Yep. Oh, yeah. because what's his name? Mark was interested in the one girl. Mm-hmm. And obviously they know that Christian's eyes are wandering. So another girl has got his interest. And Pele's pushing that narrative. Yep. Right. Danny has been accepted into the group and is starting to feel like she belongs. And there's people that are actually looking at her mm-hmm. and, and want and helping her, which she hasn't had. Such yeah. a manipulative, yes. calculated yes. society, yeah. which... Danny would fall right into because she's been in a very manipulative, calculating mm-hmm. relationship for four Man, years. There's a lot of ways I could go with that. Yeah, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick, one thing we're glossing over is the incorporation of psychedelics in this film. Dude. Um, does this culture, do they, are they known for having mushrooms and psychedelics? I don't know. I don't know specifically about Swedish culture um, if they do that, but I do know that psychedelics are a common thing that right. are used to to access the divine i mean you get the native american church that uses peyote buttons right to to have visions and well i, I the, know about it in the americas because yeah. we're all familiar right. but i've never heard it in in this part of the world oh yeah i know that i know that they found burials in china and 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 uh european areas southern european areas with cannabis in in the burials nice. um thinking that these were may have been shamanistic right. type individuals who were um using marijuana to have visions um so it's out there. I know that there's reindeer urine has um, some psychedelic properties. No kidding. Really? Makes you fly. Yeah. Makes your nose glow. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a poisonous mushroom in Utah that you can eat, and it's only poisonous and will kill you if you've been drinking 
within X amount of hours of eating it. Oh, really? Wow. And the only reason I know that is my old house, I had these pink mushrooms growing in the yard because it was in like a shaded area. And I'm like, man, I don't want my dogs to eat these. Are these poisonous? And I had little kids at the time. And I looked it up and they're like, no, it is. Oh, but only if you drink alcohol with it. There's some there's some liver thing that happens and it mm. kills your ass. Wow. I was like, Weird. Oh. You know, Christian's high two-thirds of this movie. <laughs> Granted, yeah. he's, you know, poisoned <laughs> couple of the times yeah. right and danny's high two different well, we're, times we're, in this movie. we're right here and we're, we're going to start talking about this really interesting ritual where they dance around it's a cross essentially a giant cross um and they're dancing around it and all the girls have drinking the psychedelic tea this um what's the what's mushrooms called um the actual name yeah. yeah um and they're oh, yeah. they're dancing around and and, you know, obviously it makes you sick because you're going in circles, you're jumping around, and they're, they're looking for the last person standing gets to be the, is it the, the May Queen? The May, the May Queen. Queen. Yep. It's just a sprinkling for the May Queen. Yeah. Isn't that called the Maypole? That yeah, the Maypole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's borrowing kind of general Northern European right. pagan with the Maypole and, and these summer festivals and the May Queen and all yeah. of that. Is there so, a reason this one's a cross? Like with balls. <laughs> yeah, it's got other stuff on it. I just didn't know if that was... Well, I mean, if, if he's making a statement, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that generally the maypole is just one big pole. With and like there's ribbons. ribbons around it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. various things this like that. This so. one has flowers on it, which, I, again, there's a lot of representation with flowers throughout the movie. A rebirth. I think if you're looking at the pole itself, it's triangular, which is matching a lot of the shapes of the buildings. Right. So I think it's maybe just... I, I just know in horror, aesthetics. Christianity, bad. And I didn't know if he was just trying to put that in there to have that element. I wasn't sure. Could be. Yeah. But I mean, if it was built by pagans... It wouldn't mean why, anything. Why would it? Yeah, it wouldn't uh, necessarily right. it, it's, mean It's anything. just like the swastika, right? The swastika has taken on yeah. a, a mm -hmm. modern meaning when it's been around for thousands of years and had nothing to do with you know, fascism, right? Yeah. And now that symbol can't be displayed in places where traditionally people use it for other things. Mm -hmm. So I just... Yeah, I didn't know if he if the director put that in there for just because. Anyways, I'll perhaps. ask him. Call he him listens. Up. Hey, Ari, uh, call me up. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry I don't like this movie that much. Give but me a ring-a-ding on my landline. I got a question. <laughs> so anyway, so she does this and she wins. Yeah. She's the winner. She's the May Queen. Mm -hmm. yep. Flowers for her. <laughs> and why this is happening? Um, because you know, only guy left is Christian. And he's sitting in the crowd, and you know, some some you know, good-looking Swedish girls like drink the tea. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. By the way, why does this movie go in and out of English and Swedish at its whim? I think they they started dressing each other in English. Wh why not just keep it Swedish and, and keep it, you know, Matt? I th well, I thought that was just to reinforce a divide. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's you have this. Um, the group has been fractured, and I think that was that's how like I that's how I see it. It was like us versus them type thing, and so that the language he he, he utilized the differences in language to, to just to reinforce that that right. that feeling of mm -hmm. division. By the way, if if you're doing a ancient ritual and you're doing it in your language, and a couple American dudes show up, are you gonna do it in English for them too? Hell no. Because what if a bunch of people from Japan showed up? Are they just gonna bust out Japanese? Oh man, when in Rome, you that's, know? that's what I mean. I just. I understand why he d I think I understand why he did it, but I would have preferred subtitles in Swedish. It would it would be a little yeah. bit more immersive. Not that this movie needs that, but it would make more sense to me. Hmm. Although it's extremely common for Europeans to also know English, so True. I agree. But why would they be using English randomly within their group? I don't know. So now we see that they're trying to Christians been selected to be the new stock, and in particular, it's Pele's sister 
who's taken a liking to him, and the elders essentially bring him aside and tell him, by the way, you've been approved. See that tapestry for, over there? Yeah, yeah. that's all you. happened to you. See that? And then he goes, <laughs> I like when he goes, I, I like when he goes, yeah, I think I, uh, I think I ate some of her pubes. We, we yeah. glossed over a scene where all, they're all eating at dinner, and he gets a very specific pastry served to him, and his juice is, is slightly more red than everyone dark, else's. Yeah, it's a little more copper that. looking. Yeah. Okay. And he's eating it. He's like, there's pubes in here. And everyone's like, oh, man, you're not lucky. <laughs> Lots of iron yeah. in that drink. Oh, fuck. Here's the thing, pube? though. You would think that this guy, of all the people there, he's with his... fucking idiot. With his background yes. would be like, yes. oh, shit. This is what's happening. I should remove myself because I'm tainting what they're doing here. Yeah. Josh would have, but Christian didn't. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's a dumbass. He's, he's not done any of his homework. Right. He, and he doesn't even have a thesis topic at the beginning of it. So he's coming into it totally blind, feeling left out, and glomming on to whatever he thinks is cool. Right. He thinks nothing of the pube. He takes it out and he's like, oh, pube. They must have been making this pantless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At on waist level. On the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that tapestry over there that perfectly outlays what's going on right now. I don't pay attention to semantics. <laughs> well, what's the pube ratio to pa- yeah. pube, pube to pastry <laughs> ratio, too? <laughs> pube because, I mean, is he... Is he biting into it and getting a mouthful of hair, yeah, or is he just one like one? Hair. Oh, it's only one hair. Okay. He only pulls out one but hair, but he only notices one but hair. Yeah. That's his right. first bite, too. Yeah. It could have been. He probably didn't take any just... more bites after no. that. Chock full of pubes. Yeah, yeah. could be. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually wrote a note. I wrote, Christian is not a great actor. Um, having a bad trip, and the red hair girl beckons for him, and he just, it's, he just to me, he seemed goofy looking. It seemed like a little out of place. And again, I think that's because how do you how do you work with this material? Well, yeah. and the dude like, does oh, that yeah, he claps in his face, and he's like, and that's Whoa. like, that's like the trigger for him to be hypnotized, because right then he's like, Whoa. yeah, because yeah. it shows in that tapestry where it shows, yeah, his eyes are, eyes are all weird, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got so he's got the the Warner Brothers cartoon eyes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they ask uh, Danny now to ride away in this carriage that has magically appeared, and it's pulled by the you know the the Midsummer Girls, mm-hmm. and. She gets in and she gets a crown of flowers, and then we see this brief ritual where they bury meat and eggs and eggs, and they, I mean, for I guess that's to to hope for a good harvest. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's another symbol of rebirth, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, seeds and the eggs. And now, this is the part of the movie I I, I don't understand. So Christian is getting brought in to do the deed with this girl, and he's all drugged up, and they blow something in his face so his boner works. I guess this will give you whatever he says. Yeah, it's for like vitality or something. Yeah, Yeah. virility. 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 Blows it in his face. He's like, oh, vitality. So why this is happening? We we see he gets he gets brought in this weird room, and in the room, this the girl who he's supposed to have a child with, and she's laying on the ground, and there's all these other girls just butt-ass naked around being weird. I'm not walking into this room. Hell no. They're emulating the sounds that the girl who is engaged in sex is making. How about when the old lady's pushing his butt? I love that. And the mom comes up and like holds her hand and makes Christian look at her while they're engaged. Hell to the no. That's not even a stage fright issue. That's a this is a fucking weird issue, right? Very uncomfortable for this yeah. guy, but he does it. He's a trooper. That's because he's fucking hypnotized and drugged, and exactly. he's going to do whatever they tell him to do at this point. So he's doing he's it. He's too. in the middle of the yeah, deed. He's a total dick. And Danny senses something's up, and yeah. she's got to see it. Now, I don't know why they don't stop her. They know they want her to see it. She has authority now. They want That's her true. to see it. 
because they want uh, okay they want her to become yeah danny has authority also she's the new crew eat until she does after she's the may queen and they try to make her eat a gross fish which is not cool yeah she gags and spits and they and they love it and i love Uh, the the mocking sounds that they do throughout this movie like if you do something like when the guys were the dude jumped off the cliff and he's dying they all they're all like doing what he's doing i don't think it's a mock i think it's them trying to internalize the suffering or that's how i struggle ritualistic it was part of Because yeah. then when their May Queen is in agony, they... Yeah, they, they do the same thing. Yeah. When the guys are on fire in the barn, yep. same is thing. Is this a thing in yep. other cultures where they... Well, yeah, there's there's the concept of sympathetic magic where, um, you know, you have, the, you have the rock art in the in the caves and they find stab marks in the, on the animals of the cave, from the cave that they were killing the animals symbolically oh, interesting. before. And so then what they're doing is... is potentially tapping into that empathy right. um, for more power and and to like Doug was saying and uh, to to experience that overall and there's belonging that the, everybody belongs and everybody's suffering and, and everybody is going to make that sacrifice of jumping off the cliff when you hit your 70s everybody's gonna do some sort of weird inbred room full of women where grandma's pushing your butt <laughs> right um, so there's there's some sort of belonging there and i think that that's more symbolic uh, you know a sympathetic magic of we're all in this together and right and with, and, and with them yeah. doing it does it make it easier for them to do it when it's their turn oh probably yeah oh yeah yeah that's oh, yeah because they know uh, that makes sense well, it's like when you do, uh, you know, other religious vit- rituals. Everybody takes the communion. Everybody, right. and you and you train the children it's a up. Sense for, of oneness. Yes, exactly. Yes. Hmm. Which we see in religion all mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's a good manipulation tactic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they, um, she she comes up, and I thought I thought she was going to open the doors, Danny, but she looks through this giant keyhole. Because, you know, all old buildings apparently have gigantic fucking keyholes. Yeah, they have keys that they have to use yeah, with like, two hands. And they... I was like, <laughs> she could put her whole arm through that keyhole. But she looks in there and she's devastated. But she's like, she kind of knew what was up. Yeah. yeah. She, she knows. She had a sense. So then she has another uh, panic her, attack where she makes, uh, what? I, I think she sensed this was coming. Because earlier in the film, when they say that, what's his name? The English dude leaves and Christian says something about it. Danny says, I can see you doing that. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you're a piece of shit, Christian. Yeah, that's the first time she sticks up for herself. That's the first time she's like, he's a piece of shit. And you can see from that moment through the rest of the film, she starts this whole new journey. Yeah. And you can see it in her face. Mm -hmm. I I like that you guys like this character. I I don't like any any of these characters. I think she that's when she is empowered in that moment mm-hmm. when she realizes like you would do that to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has this sense of empowerment that comes over her. And then throughout the rest of the film, she goes through this whole journey. Yeah, it develops. That's the scene. into the culmination and to the, the very flower, end scene. The flower of her. Yeah. 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 She's looking for belonging because she she's lost all of the connection that she had at home. Her sister yeah. and parents yep. are dead. Her boyfriend's a jerk. The her boyfriend's friends are jerks and she's found this community and she also now has status in this community. She's one status. She's one power. Mm-hmm. So she, it's a natural fit for her to incorporate into this society yeah. because they're welcoming her. Mm-hmm. Since, since we're here and we're talking about this, I'm going to lay out this theory. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when we see her parents dead in their room, right? There's the flowers, right? Yes. They're not very noticeable, but they're there. There's the yellow flowers, in the wallpaper. Pele also 
tells Danny that he's more excited for her to come than any of the friends. So there's a whole theory that Pele targeted this group, specifically Danny. He's the one that killed her parents to send her into this. And the sister. And the sister to send Danny into this tailspin that would bring her in to this whole... I like it. This whole community that she would be more subject to the manipulation and the sense of belonging so that she would become the May Queen. This was a whole thing like all the other women like played along and they fell out. And well, you, you but couldn't Danny have a, was yeah. destined to be the May Queen. You couldn't have a strong character because a strong character would have blown this oh, whole fucking thing in up. In order to brainwash, you need you a need lonely, weak people. isolated. Yeah, and if Danny, person. if Danny would have failed, they would have killed her like the rest. Right. But Pele, because he brought these people in, and she was the perfect candidate, and she ended up being the May Queen. He's rewarded for he's that. He's rewarded. Yeah. He's yeah. kept alive. His brother and the other individual at the end of the movie are sent yeah, to. Pele is devious. They're sent to the the fire essentially right. to die as two additional sacrifices. So this is what's interesting. A couple things here. Is that your? It was that your theory? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This festival is every ninety years. So <laughs> when I'm coming up, if I'm learning about this, I'm like, fuck this. I'm leaving. Well, there's a whole there's a whole other part of this theory. It's every that, ninety that years. I don't there, give a shit. There's a whole other part of this theory that fits with Danny being subject to this so the day they get there is danny's birthday yeah right. the first 16 years of life you end at 72 the first 16 years of your life is the first season of your life this birthday that danny has coming up would be the middle of her second season literally midsummer yeah right fuck yeah <laughs> I, I, w- I wish that made me like this movie more but it doesn't in any way I just see weak people doing weak people things and choosing violence and death when they shouldn't. Yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> now, I would have shown violence when I realized they were killing motherfuckers. I would have been like, no. I never would have gone, though, either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have gone I to Sweden. I would have gone? Hell yeah. Yeah, but when you walked in there, I'd be like, wait, you guys want me to eat shrooms, you hippie mm. weirdos? And just, you know. By the way, sorry to all our hippie listeners. <laughs> I would I, No offense. I just, you know. Take a you, shower. I definitely yeah. would have stayed away from the shrooms day one. I yeah. went to a lot of concerts <laughs> in the 90s with hippie people, and you guys are assholes. <laughs> just saying. Too much patchouli. How yeah, patchouli that? and fucking, you know, not paying for shit. <laughs> fucking being assholes, acting like you're nice. Wear shoes. Yeah. You guys ever been around hippie people here in Utah? Yeah, I've been so, to a fish oh. concert. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, like real, like, like. N- not live not really. Life. I hang out with you. Nope. <laughs> they 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 preach something. I'm I'm talking about the like the uh, the free love types. Oh, they all they say one thing, but they are yeah, doing another thing. No, no thing. It's scary shit, and that's what actually, you know, when I saw this movie, that's why I would be so against going to this festival. I'd be like, no, <laughs> nothing good is gonna happen here. You guys, it may, it may look nice. It's not nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's Again, crazy. sorry to all the hippies that are listening to this. <laughs> My dad was a hippie. Yeah, but he was like a listen to cool music in the sixties hippie. Right. Taking, he wasn't a live in a commune and do terrible things like the Manson family hippie. And he was right. living in Germany, yeah. so different thing. Yeah. So yeah, so she's the May the, Queen. The, I want to point out that those aren't hippies that are living in communes and doing that dumb shit. No, well, they were called that at the time. You're right. They're not They're that cultists. anymore. Those They're cultists. cultists. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. There's a fine line in that yeah. lifestyle. There right? is there is a, there is a uh, point in this movie where there's a symbol that is supposed to represent the Heaven's Gate group that 
Really? Oh, really? Themselves. I wondered yeah. about that. Mm. I mean, that was one of the things that came to mind. The Hail Bop, uh, yeah. Comet, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. I, I, I wish that there was a little bit more of the cult aspect to this instead of making it oh, seem like subtle, a, this yeah. this great this great ritualistic cultural thing. I, I The cult aspect, like you think about the the David Koresh's and all this really weird stuff. I wish this was more frightening and they knew about it sooner Were and, and had more struggle getting out because everything was, oh, this is pleasant. It's that's, great. Oh, they're dead. Still pleasant. Still great. That's how the movie brainwashes you. Yeah. And like, it's, it's interesting, but again, it just didn't quite work the way I, I would have liked it to, but there we go. So yeah, Danny is the May Queen. It's, it's wonderful. She wears the flower hat thing, which I love. That, I love that the flower dress like it, it breathes. It's weird. It's really cool. It's not a dress. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. like she's wearing a thing that has structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. And all these you know wildflowers and there's all different colors and the flowers are breathing. They're mm-hmm. like a yeah, it's dude. Yeah, it's that, cool. She's also high, mm-hmm. so she's seeing yeah. weird stuff. Every time she's high on the psychedelics, the every, the surroundings as the audience we yeah the manipulated we see the faces. Right. You see the face of her sister faces. in the background in the in the trees. Yeah, I love so that cool. depiction of being high yeah, like, yeah. Ari, Ari Aster captured that so perfectly. yeah agreed and agreed. I think that that the flowers are yet again another symbol of rebirth mm-hmm. those flowers are coming back to life and yep. in that moment it's you know is he high is this group sinister or is this a, a beautiful cultural thing that they do right sinister. that's sinister. that's what's cool sinister. I guess totally. that's what's cool it's sinister and self-preservation that's all this is yeah yeah yeah, because they, they totally misrepresented who they are, what the festival's about. Yep. That's yeah. They lie outward, yeah. So what goes on yeah. the rest of the 89 years? I wondered that, too. Is it, is it a like, fun festival that you go and you drink beer and you enjoy it? What is it then? Well, it's like... Do they practice these rituals knowing that this will come to fruition? Well, it's and, like Cabin in the Woods. The the, uh, the gods are satisfied for 90 years, and then they're like, oh, the gods are getting all angry again. <laughs> we got to go back into the woods and do this crazy so, shit. So what are some other rituals that have that long of periods of being dormant in between do we know of any is there any rituals that happen every 500 years and how would you sustain that with how rapidly things change yeah well i mean it's very difficult i don't know of any off the top of my head that i can think of but yeah there's what's the average lifespan of a human 70 70 years yeah and so everybody's gonna have forgotten and so that's why they have that extensive library probably because joe harga is gonna come gotta figure out how to do it right you know because nobody's around to tell him but it is yeah. there is probably definitely an oral tradition factor to it too mm-hmm. this is what we do and this is when we do it and that's why josh the anthropologist knows a little bit about it but most of the time most of these rituals are seasonal round they're related to harvest they're related to winter they're related to uh, uh, every 12 months or something it would like make that. more sense if this happened more often it would but maybe it's harder to cover up like yeah, you said you earlier, you need a lot of prep work. It, it is, but then how would you get the, the next generations to want to do this shit? Sure. This it's is Europe indoctrination, right? Yeah. Well, that's it. But they've never actually seen these things. How do you? We we don't know. I yeah. mean, we don't know what the underlying, what's being taught at home, what's being taught in you right. know, uh, in in quote unquote Sunday school. Are they are they opening up those books and saying, yeah, this is the game called Skin the Fool. This is what we do. Right. This is how we do it. And and someday maybe you'll live to see the the Midsummer Festival. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. So she's she's the the May Queen. <laughs> I've said it a hundred times. We're very happy for her. 
at this point is where very I'm, happy for her. This is the point where Christian and, runs out. Yeah, so you know? yeah, so Christian's trying to escape after he does the deed, and the grandma pushes his butt enough. <laughs> yeah, and he runs out, and again, full frontal. Kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotta suck. It's a brave, <laughs> brave. Role. Ari's like, we're not having a close set. Everyone, take a look at this guy. <laughs> just flopping around out there. So he's running and he's freaked out. And again, there's another great shot of the Volkswagen. I thought he was gonna run to it. Yeah. But they kind of corner him, and this he actually discovers all the corpses of his buddies. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Josh's is foot. Yeah, the dude. Yeah, Josh's Planted. foot is buried by the tree mm-hmm. with with a rune marking on it on the sole of his yep. foot. Yeah. Then we have the one guy from London is flayed and hanging. Blood eagle. Yeah. Yeah, the like eagle, yes. the blood eagle. Yeah. yeah, so he's up there, and then we see, um, we know about the skin suit, Mark. The We've blood got... eagle is also depicted in Silence of the Lambs, too. It is. Yeah. And and so that's, a that's an old Viking uh, <laughs> yeah. torture. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. torture method. But it may, it may or may not be see, real, by the way. If you see Christian's lungs are still inflating yes. and deflating. I thought I noticed. Oh, oh I didn't. It's not Christian's, but yeah. The the British guy. The British guy. Yeah, it's not important. Simon, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There is that because Christian's high. Yes, and we see. I thought it's because he. I thought it's because he was high because he looks at his eyes with the flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because there's no way he's, he's still, still alive. I, I agree with Doug. I don't know. Oh my! Because God. that's part of I the think, blood eagle. I think sepsis would have already got you by yeah. that point. It's been two days. Well, we don't depends know when they how, did it. Yeah, it depends that's on true. how long. Because that's true. If if the shock doesn't kill you, then your lungs are still working technically yeah. so you can still breathe if, not if you don't have a diaphragm to push on the lungs the lungs were out of the body right he's dead partially, as fuck partially out. Yeah, he's dead as yeah. fuck i don't know <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> i always took it i don't as, know what you do are you a doctor no, I mean, hell no i'm the sales guy i, I always took it as you see things breathe when you're high in this movie that's what i thought yeah and i think christian just and it adds a horror element yeah. to the audience. Yeah. That's so terrifying. now we, yeah. he, as he's seeing these things, he gets caught again, and he gets um, the stuff blown. Is this stuff blown in his face again yeah. now? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. stuff paralyzes you, and they, they tell him that. And so the, the kind of the f- fun, the final or the uh, the finale. end the finale. Well, yeah, is it a finale? Yeah, the end of the film. Um, we see his perspective. He's looking out, and they're looking at him, and then we see that he's paralyzed. He's in the he's in this weird old chair, and she's in the little flower dress up above him, and they start carrying the bodies of his buddies stuffed with straw into this weird barn, and now there's this whole thing with these these two people that have agreed to sacrifice themselves, um, and they're going to go on this barn, and they're yeah. given the what the sap of a yew, mm-hmm. supposed to help them a yew tree. It's the barn at the beginning of the movie where Pele says it's some temple that no one goes in. Yeah, you're not. Allowed he to go clearly in. knows what's go what goes on right. in there. Yep. <laughs> so they bring these two poor guys in, and and they tell, uh, what's her name, Danny, that she has to choose the final, the yeah, the final sacrifice. Now, now, right at this time, they they cut to a that bear we saw in the cage earlier, um, being um gutted right being hollowed out by the children yeah the kids are learning how to do it which is a good skill if you're a hunter you gotta know how to do it anyways (laughs) so they do it and then we see they stuff christian's paralyzed body in there Mm -hmm. so his head's looking out of the mouth of the bear right it's awesome it's pretty cool and so they bring him in in the barn which is filled with straw and then they have the two yeah the two guys that sacrifice agreed to sacrifice themselves and they're giving this Suppose a drug that's going to help him not feel pain. It's total bullshit. <laughs> or fear. Yeah. Well, yeah or I, fear. Don't, I don't think the one younger guy, Pele's brother, I don't think he volunteered. I think he was seen as a failure 
because the two people tried to flee. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. And Pele was not the failure because his, he brought the his the product queen. was the May Queen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And he's wearing a funny dumb hat because he's like, hey, you, yeah. you, you get to wear a funny dumb hat. Yep. So she is chosen for First, Christian yeah. to be killed, to be sacrificed. And what they do is they're going to light this barn on fire with everybody in it. And that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And we watch it. And the one dude is like, ah, he's sitting there. I'm like, oh, he doesn't feel he any pain. Then he's like, ah, yeah. he freaks out. I'm like, yeah, you're burning, dude. That sucks. And then yeah. all the community are outside, outside making, making noises. noises and sympathizing with him, right? Yep. Yeah. And so. E.T. bond. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where Danny comes. Her full journey is ended, right? And yeah. you can see it in her face. Yeah. This whole time she's got this look of despair on her face just frowning and it's executed so well and then the film ends in a slow-mo shot of her frown turning upside down (laughs) (laughs) just like the camera at the beginning whoa whoa dude no way Whoa. This, you know, they had a little lottery portion which reminds me of the of the short story the lottery which i got to read in school um, I've asked people here. I don't think they read that in Utah. No. Nope. Did you get to read it? Yeah. Yeah, we read it in Illinois. I was in honors English, Doug, so I don't know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I was in special I, I, I thought I, I heard that they pulled that from a lot of schools, but it's a really interesting read. Yeah, Shirley Jackson. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, class, I don't know if, if you guys haven't read it. Read it. It's a short read. Yeah, I was it's in Judy up. Bloom, so. Oh, of course. <laughs> Ramona. <laughs> Beezus. <laughs> um, it... And and when what's his name? He's still high. We kind of t- talked about he's looking at all his dead friends. It's like right when he's with he, doing the ritual sex thing, he literally comes to his senses, right? <laughs> and he runs out of there. Post nut clarity. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> and he like runs out and he's he is with it for a minute trying to escape. And I meant to forgot to say that. And then he gets in the paralyzed state. But he dies. Danny says, "You're a dickhead. You're gonna burn." And now she's, you know, this elevated member of this community. And this movie ends very similarly to how The Witch ends. She's embracing this new life. she's embracing this new life because she doesn't have another choice. What's Danny going to go back to? Like Aaron said, she has nothing to go back to. She has no family. She has nothing back home. She might as well stay here and be embraced by this community that already has time. embraced well, her that yeah. loves her this that makes has crowned her the queen this makes me think this is why the community they don't go out and do stuff the rest of the year that same because she can't you know exist in the real world she can exist in this fantasy land mm-hmm. and she'll definitely participate in, in bringing new people in and being part of it right yeah. and she'll jump off the cliff one day and it'll be great yep yeah mash her face in so that's the movie <laughs> details so many details. So, yeah. so we, I don't feel like we touched the surface, honestly. No, no There's way. so many things. And I love that about this director. However, these are my problems. I had no connection to any of the characters because they seemed weak and made bad decisions and blamed their past on their bad decisions. It's too easy, right? It's too easy in a film to make people weak. I like to see strong people turn weak in films for reasons that are... I, I just... But weak people are chosen for this. No, they are. But I'm saying I don't connect. I didn't connect with that. I'm like, yeah, of course these fucking idiots are going to do this, right? Um, it, there's no horror in this film for me. It is a horror movie, I guess, but it wasn't scary to me. It was just weird and slow, right? I don't care about Swedish folklore, even though this probably isn't real Swedish folklore. I just thought it was silly. I would have laughed at a lot of the stuff because it would seem 
not it didn't seem relevant to me it seemed like it was very light it was designed to do something which is to bring these people in who don't know any better you know i don't know i've seen other movies where i thought the ritualistic stuff was like the witch i'm like oh my god i i I believe this is crazy or apocalypse now with the actual stuff i'm like whoa that's what they actually do let's be quiet and respected this i was just like what the fuck what is wrong with these people you know yeah I don't know. The pacing to me was also way off, way off. It was so slow that the action sequences had no meaning because it, even the deaths are slow. Even the burning part at the end didn't feel anything when, when Christian's on fire, partly because he's an asshole, but partly because he's paralyzed. There's no him struggling. We don't know how he feels other than he's a, he's a dick. <laughs> Average acting, poor narrative. I don't know. Ari Aster is drinking his own Kool-Aid. That's what I put. That being said... He's an excellent filmmaker. I just had a problem with this particular movie. I think he should make more movies, but let's make movies like movies. Doug. And, well, what do you rate it? Oh, shit. I, I want people to see it if you're interested in folklore and crazy details. Don't give a shit about narrative or enjoying yourself. I give it a, a sideways thumb. Okay, fair enough. Doug. So this was my pick. I... This was the second time I've seen this movie. Right. I quite enjoyed it the first time I watched it, obviously, because I picked it. But I liked it even more the second time. Should this movie always be rewatched, though? I think so. I mean, maybe... I think it's rewatchable up infinity because you can see so many different Easter eggs right. every time you watch it. You can research so many different things, the Norse mythology. You know, we just... Well, some of the the character stuff, I feel like I missed a lot of stuff. Josh pointed out. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. Because I was annoyed that I didn't care about the characters. But again, that could be the point, right? I don't know. I think Florence Pugh's portrayal of this character and her acting is amazing. I love that you can see her journey on her face throughout this entire movie. She got nominated for a lot of awards. And rightly no, so. No, she didn't. I, I mean, I, <laughs> she didn't get shit. I think she should have been. Yeah. I think it you was really thought amazing. this performance was that good. I thought her mm-hmm. performance is astounding. Can we take a poll, Matt? Meh. Yeah, Josh. No, I I agree with Doug. Okay, it's great. Yeah, Aaron. I liked her performance. I think her performance was was the it best. the greatest you've ever seen? No, not the greatest I've ever seen, but I think that she did a good job of depicting someone who's lost everything. Right. How was and Kate Blanchett not in this movie? As a tall, Nordic, creepy person. Yeah, well, she plays the same character in every movie. I know. A creepy Nordic lady. Yeah. But anyways, I love the movie. I think you should all see it. I love the cinematography, the directing. Let's stop right there. We actually didn't touch on the cinematography. It is exceptional. It is exceptional. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a movie, and I forget what it's called from the 70s, that is very exploitative, and it's, it's a movie about Christianity. I always forget what it's called. We've talked about it on the podcast. I saw a lot of, of the scenes borrowed from that movie, and I was kind of annoyed with it at first, but it got better with showing the monument, that weird house. And, and a lot of those scenes, they added this dimension. It made me uncomfortable. And I like that visually a movie can make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And this movie, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I thought it did that really well. I, yeah. I it's Something is I off. Agree. I love this movie, and I give it five stars. Five stars. Wow. I think it's a 
Damn Jeez, you like wow. this? You like this more than Night of the Demons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! For different reasons. I love uh, Night of the I'm Demons for a totally different reason. I got you. I, I also asked. I wanted to ask Matt what his favorite folk metal band was. Oh, <laughs> what is your favorite? Is folk it like Teresus? It Fintrol, is. Tear, Moon Sorrow, Primordial. Fintrol would know, sounds like something you like. Troll Fest. Troll Fest has my attention. Corpaclani. I what? They're good. These yeah, no, <laughs> My favorite's Primordial. No, they're great bands. I think they're Irish. They're not. They're not yeah. great bands. I like Ensafirum. They're terrible. Ensafirum. They're That's terrible. Alistrum. If you have a garage and a bass guitar, you're in. There's so many. Uh, apparently. Aaron, this and is your I first time on the podcast. Sorry, Doug. No, no, I'm done. I loved this movie. <laughs> Folk metal's not my thing. I like Primordial. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen. By the way, why does metal have more subgenres than any other music type? Gosh. Seriously. I don't know, but I love it. It's it's like it, it's like the different types of synth wave. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Black you could all metal, cl- I don't know. Metal, black metal, death metal, death metal, Swedish death metal, shitty metal, shitty metal. Too much. Speed metal. Too much. Thrash. Thrash, that's great. Anyways, anyway, Aaron, Aaron. You're, you're new to the podcast. How was the podcast experience? Oh, I enjoyed it. It was great talking about a movie that I, I enjoyed too, and uh, I appreciate you guys inviting me. Uh, I hope I didn't derail. It be your last time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shit. Well, then, uh, you know, uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> What'd you think of the movie? I really liked the movie. Um, I've, I've seen it two or three times, I think three times, and... I like what you talked about uh, with the fact that it's disorienting. Right. Um, and when, when the minute that camera flips, you're placed into another world. And that that other is what I was always trained to pay attention to in anthropology. Look for the other. Try to understand the other. And the more you understand the other, the less it, scary it is. Sure. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm dismissing those horrible rituals that happened because on a basic level, they're bad. So he, well, here's but, a question I have for you with what you do, your profession. Let's say you go to some place, I don't know, an island somewhere, that island off India with that indigenous people that haven't been contacted, and you're, you're supposed to study them, and they do do these horrific rituals within the, um, you know, the, the educational community. How do you talk about those things, and at what point do you intervene, or do you? Or is that a big ethics question? That's a huge ethics question. We have things like female genital mutilation. Exactly, in the, in the Middle East. That is a huge thing, and it's part of the culture. It's part of the tradition, and now it may not be an, a generally acceptable thing, but it happens. Right. And so how do you draw the line? When do you draw the line? I mean, there's guys in New Guinea who uh, grow gourds, and they push put gourds yeah. over their penises. I've seen them. Yeah, and then there's also sub-incision of the penis in Australia, New Guinea, where, sorry, in Australia, where they cut underneath the, the penis so that when you pee, you have to hold your hand over the penis so you don't just leak really? out. There's all these horrible, to us, right. things that are but, out there. But that's the thing with the way culture is, is that now. because we're Western pussies? Uh, it might be part of it. <laughs> That's the most penis in this podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> but, but, and I'm for it. Look at Matt's board. <laughs> you, you, you hear about, uh, you, know, you know, I just wonder how with, with that profession, at what, at what point do you, how does that work? I, just, I, I never understood yeah. that. No, it's, it's a fascinating question. And, and or is there arguments about it? There are. There are arguments. Do you intervene? Do you judge? Right. Do you step in? Or do you 
observe. So if you came in this movie, if this was real, if you came mm-hmm. to this festival, what would you do? You kind of, let's say you kind of know about it. You don't know if it's right. real. You go there and you realize, holy shit, this is happening. It's 2019. You're in Sweden. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm putting my backpack on and I'm leaving. Are, are you telling people when you leave what's happening? No, I'm just leaving. Really? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna to put my backpack on and That's I'm going to never say back, a word. And That's I'm, the I'm done. ethical I like line it. that Aaron does not cross. Well, he no, but I mean. talk about it after he Well, leaves. I just wonder. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Do not talk about Midsummer. <laughs> it's just interesting to me. Like, it would be difficult, I think. If it you, would be. And, and if, that's my re- if that's my master's thesis research topic, then maybe I'm like Josh and I'm staying. But um, I would hope, and Josh had shitty advisors too, because they didn't right. ing- beat into his head that you have to respect and you have to follow this research plan to a T. If you don't, then you're going to be in trouble. So I don't know. I mean, being, it's a great question. Being that this is a Western country, I think you could be locked up. And that's another tricky thing that I found, found was interesting. Like, if you do see this and leave and don't tell anyone, they can come get your ass. Yeah, that's true. But... I don't know. I, it would have been cool if maybe they touched on that in this a little bit with another a way to either keep people there. Be like, look, you've, you're part of this now, they whether did. you want to be or Danny. not. Well, yeah, but they didn't do it in, with that aspect. Because remember, this still isn't a modern country in Europe where you know what would happen. You know the ramifications. I don't know. They bring people in with them with ha- no intention of them leaving. That's true. That's why I'm an archaeologist, because I just deal with dead people. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah. about that shit. Uh, they're, they're, just, they're, just dig up bowls and shit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I left the cu- the messy cultural <laughs> stuff behind, and I just yeah. dig up. I'm a, I'm a glorified ditch digger garbage man. That's really yeah. what I do. Awesome. <laughs> this fantastic mosaic bowl. <laughs> how, so how would you rate this film? Uh, you have your own rating system. We all have our own oh, rating we all have, systems. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, is there, is there a rubric or whatever? Nope, yeah. whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want. I'd give it like a three out of five. I give three it three five. mysterium bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, three crystal skulls. <laughs> no man, don't you ever watch Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think like I said, the, the anthropology bit took me out of it a little bit. Sure. And so I had to I had to come to terms with that. But after that, the rest of it, I I enjoyed it, and I after we've talked about this, I want to watch it again. Nice. To uh, get back into and catch some of the things that that Josh pointed out that I didn't notice, like the scarecrow and, and some of that. Nice. Josh. Josh is brilliant. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, no, I cannot stress enough how much this movie begs to be rewatched and rewatched. Because like kinda like you, the first time I watched it, I'm like, is that slightly overrated? That seemed long and I I, I, I should suggest I had very, very high expectations. And yeah, when when that happens to too. me, I'm more likely to be highly critical. Yeah. So I will put that out there. But um but something about it did like like stay with me and i'm like that's there's more to it than and, and i loved hereditary so i'm like this director yeah. deserves a second watch uh just so i can get it and yeah i watched it like i think for the sixth time last no night. kidding i watch it a lot like i sometimes put it on and just fall asleep to it do you have a rune tattoo yet <laughs> no, it's in hereditary dog. right huh don't you isn't yeah. a hereditary a comfort movie yeah for oh you? for sure yeah there's some i don't know maybe it's because it's in my home my hmm. hometown no um no but no there's like details that i picked up last night on this watch like i paused the screen on her cell phone at the very beginning of the movie it says dad one minute ago call place not con- not con- no connection then christian one minute ago no connection sister mom home none of it it's like i'm like oh like christian's such a fucking queef nugget i hate him so much because <laughs> like she has 
and that's really like Th- that's but that's an important detail yeah. that you had to watch yeah. for I the did, sixth yeah, time to so. see but why wouldn't he put that out in front of us to help us understand it's, how she's feeling I, yeah I, maybe he because he wants us to rewatch it could it. be maybe well he made her seem like a terrible girlfriend with lots of baggage in a bad relationship yeah. so I, it, to me it was almost like christian didn't have an obligation to be a certain way yeah well and then like like christian's uh conversation with his friends where they're like just dump her like yeah she this, sucks you don't like her you. yeah you guys she's, have never liked each other yeah. and you just are always have to be there for her and she mm-hmm. offers nothing in return yeah and i've been in those conversations like like dudes talk like that and yeah right and uh yeah we just learn more and more that christian is checked out he is he is a total I think, douche i think ari aster made a movie so well that we can rewatch it so many times. Because think of how many movies that we all have watched that we loved, but it's like, I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this movie you can watch over and over. Hereditary you can watch over yeah. and over. The Witch, obviously different director, but over and over. Mm-hmm. Right. The best filmmakers make rewatchable movies. Yeah. Right. And and I and I think this is one of them. Like, yeah, I love it. Uh, there's even talking about it today, like a lot of shit has come to light and I kind of want to go rewatch certain parts. I'm so glad you picked up on that theory. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, like after, like on my first viewing, I'm like, Oh, this is just a standard Swedish folk. folk." And Oh, that they all got caught up in it and there's some sinister stuff. But no, I think this is more of like a cult borrowing a lot of its surrounding you know folklore and stuff like that to yeah just to be be the cult and i don't think they ever leave i think it's yeah i think it's a very devious brainwashing cult and they pick danny specifically and it's it's a tragedy almost it's like a lot of people see the end of it as redemption as she's now getting over no her redemption as she's getting over her boyfriend by straight up murdering him allowing him to be murdered yeah i'm, I'm murdering you because our relationship was bad and everyone <laughs> says oh it's such a happy ending she's found her family after yeah. every other family has forsaken her like and that's so beautiful and i'm like uh this is brainwashing 101 yeah. it, it's, it's funny she didn't have from what me. i could tell a bad relationship with her parents she just had no. a sister that had mental health issues mm-hmm. yeah. When at the end of the movie, when they give Danny a choice, does she really have a choice though? No, no she does because, not. No, fuck no, she's because drunk. Because this this dude can't leave now. Yeah, right. She doesn't like him. Yeah, he knows. Everything. He forgot her birthday. So what choice is she gonna make? She's like, <laughs> I can on. kill somebody that I don't know, one of the community members, and maybe have them revolt against me for killing one of them, mm-hmm. or I can kill this dude that they're probably gonna kill anyway. He's dead because yeah. he can't yep. leave. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I give it six red pie pubes. <laughs> out, out of what? Out of three. Oh, oh man. Oh, you're, wow. wow. That's you're eating three extra yeah. pubes. That's, <laughs> that's called funny math. That's so oh many pubes. God. Matt, I'd love to hear your take on this movie. Oh, um, yeah, it was well shot. Um, the the visuals were great. I The storyline was uh, not bad. I just was in, it was incredibly troubling that these pieces of shit, this community, they're nefarious, duplicitous, and uh, what's his name? Pel- Pele. Pele. Yeah. That fucking guy. So Manipulative asshole. That's the guy I hate the most, but it sounds like you hate Christian the most, or? Well, Pele, I think, is, that motherfucker. is evil. 
But he was doing creepy shit in his first conversation with Danny in the movie. He's, he's well coached. Yeah. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. Yes. Give him credit. God. We're supposed to like him, I think, oh, I from the first him. time, just just in contrast to all the other people he, and how they treat Danny. He seemed very empathetic. Uh, but, seemed. But yeah, yeah that's, that's all part of his, yeah. his, his game. Because he was... He enrolled, quote unquote, yeah. in school, right? This was all a ploy. This goes back to me saying he's like this fake asshole foreign exchange guy pretending to totally be fake. a certain way that he's not. Totally he, fake. He's totally the villain in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what frustrates the shit out of me about this movie. This, they went along with it. These are college students, right? They're supposed to be able to analyze and, and be perceptive. Right. But they fail and fail and fail again. Now, to your point, Aaron, um, Josh was focused on his thesis so much. I didn't think about that. That's believable. He was That's, he was blinded, but yeah, by the by his the end goal. Plausible. Right. Uh, but what the hell are the others doing? Yeah. Oh, just a bunch of idiots. as stupid ass. as I am now at forty one. You guys know me. Imagine how stupid I was at twenty. If I'm this stupid at forty one, yeah, I would have <laughs> gone along to just for the drugs. And I would have gone, but a, I would have bounced day one, man. I, in retrospect, like as an older, and I'm sure that sh- dad, I I would leave right now. But <laughs> yeah, and I'm not ingesting anything these assholes offer me. I don't trust I would shit. Have it Twenty. Oh my! God. I, I was I was a cynic as a five year old. I hated Kids Incorporated because I thought it was stupid, <laughs> and so I would have. There's no way I would have been like, no way. Yeah. Am I staying for this? ridiculousness no i agree anyways but, but that's I, I saw the movie so i can say that now easily but who knows but yeah uh yeah i was very troubled by that the movie it was frustrating to watch but it's it's well done i'll give it uh three blonde robe wearing cultists out of five <laughs> <laughs> well we kind of disagree here on the horrify podcast which is good make up your minds tell us what you think aaron thanks for being here thank you and listening to our nonsense <laughs> and uh until next time Thank you.